0: Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Oh, she said hi. Rob has joined me recently, and now Olivia finally is talking. Uh, You guys, today we have Whitney Cummings, who needs no introduction, a stand-up comedian, actress, writer, director, producer, and podcaster. She honestly is the shit. (laughs) Um. You may know her from Whitney or one of her many amazing, hilarious stand-up specials. Her podcast, Good For You.
1: Which you've been a guest on. I have been a
0: guest on Good For You and had so much fun. I could just talk to Whitney for days and days without ever stopping.
1: Which you kind of did.
0: We had a very, 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 very fun conversation. Her new stand-up tour, An Evening with Whitney Cummings, you can find tickets on WhitneyCummings.com. Without further ado, let's talk to Whitney. Sometimes when the world feels insane
2: You can take
1: a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside Join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk
2: about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that'll make you cry. We'll talk about death,
0: because people die. I know. I was like, so seriously, happy we could... Talk thank more. you. I'm so
3: sorry I was scheduled. Are you kidding?
0: I'm so happy you made the trek, which I, I know your horses are, it's kind of in between, yeah, but still. It's perfect. It's, it's no, it's not. I, I do. What is
3: that thing where we're like, thank you for coming out? Right. Right. It's like, to me, driving 30 minutes is like, I just, it's the best because I'm driving and I can't talk on the phone. I can't text. I can't like, because we used to have planes. Remember, it used to be that was our only time to be like, I'm on a plane. Know, Sorry. Yeah. now there's Wingo wireless and now there's wireless. I never
0: sign on when I'm on a plane. Good. Wait, do you? what do you mean you can't
3: talk on the phone when you drive? Well, I just say like, I, I'm focusing on driving, guys. If I talk
2: to you, oh, okay. I'll It's like it. your
3: time to just yes, shut off. I just, yeah, everything. I'm not going to answer the phone and drive because no, no one, in, uh, for the most part, I haven't gotten a text in, I don't know, maybe like 15 years that felt worth driving off the road for. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> you
4: know
2: what I
3: mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I just am like I'm gonna drive and listen to a podcast, and and it's the only time I can do one thing and not right. like you know multitask. What do you listen to? Uh, podcast? Why? Mm-hmm. I listen to Sam Harris sometimes, but I'll listen to kind of like bold ones. Uh, Rich Roll, um, uh, I'll listen to every now and then. Uh, I love You're Wrong About. It's this incredible podcast where they like revisit things that happened like in the 90s. Like you're wrong about Paris Hilton. You're wrong about uh, Tara Reid. You're wrong about Dr. Oz. You're wrong about, and they just like dig in, wrong about um, uh, Anna Nicole Smith. All the people that we publicly shamed. Yeah. Uh, Like the digital, uh, I guess it wasn't at the time it was tabloid, like the tabloid witch trials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we did it.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? right tabloids, mm-hmm.
3: right, and then we did it with uh, uh, public shaming. You know, it's like you're wrong about like all the people that we kind of uh, destroyed. I mean, it was like when uh, Paris Hilton was, you know, a like a kid, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and the late night talk shows were just doing jokes about her being like a slut on and the, a sex, bo- the yeah. sex tape. Yeah, yeah. So what are you doing? So it's like we were we all participated in that on some level, not you necessarily, but I, you look back and you're like, oh yeah, that was really.
0: No, it was.
2: The, it's really shitty.
0: Someone brought that tape over to our house. I feel like we talked and then showed it to us for the first time. Like it was like a thing, you know. I I I never saw it. I never saw the Kim
3: one. I, it, I yeah, not because I didn't want to. I think I just didn't like have Wi Fi at the time. I had like right? dial up. <laughs> like I <laughs> right. definitely tried. Yeah, um, but I what was I watched a sex tape recently? For the, oh, the Pam and Tommy one. Oh, the real one, like the actual. Well, the one that because her documentary came Detroit. out. Right, and it was so good. You You watched the the sex tape. Was it was so.
2: so (laughs) Oh no, I haven't seen the documentary, but the sex tape is incredible.
3: I've learned a lot. (laughs) Um, But yes, it's incredible. And you know, for me, I'm a little bit on like a a shame release tour because as a stand up comedian, I started doing the roasts, and I did a roast of it was David Hasselhoff, and Mm -hmm. Pam Anderson was on the dais. She was, you know, a bunch of comedians, and then Pam Anderson, and I, we all just that's what you do at roasts. You just right. you tear roast. people apart, you yeah. know? And I started as a writer on the roast. I was like 25 or six, I think, when I did hers. And um, it kind of broke my heart, you know? Yeah. Like I did what I had to do. And then I kind of like went backstage and was like sobbing because I could tell that it upset her. Yeah. But it, it should have. But it was like I was probably getting paid $5,000. She was probably getting paid 300000 Right, And I'd be like this kid who I had a deal to do the roast after I did Joan Rivers. And then um, – You know, I wrote about in uh, my book about how I did another one with Carmen Electra, and it was like kind of a big apology Mm -hmm. of like, uh, you know, I think when you're a female comic or or not even female when you're a comic, like the only way to really, you know, make money in the beginning is, you know, any job that's offered to you. And I started doing the roasts and, you know, conversely, I was also on the roast getting called an anorexic whore and a a producer come guzzler whatever like whatever Marilyn Manson's here oh no it's just Whitney Cummings like whatever so it was kind of like in my head it was like we're all just jabbing jabbing but in comedy and this isn't you know I'm not trying to be pejorative uh, or I'm gonna say this the best way I can which is like you know roasts are like verbal MMA MMA but it's like verbal Mm. and MMA and boxing it's only funny when it's you know or fun I'm sorry when it's the weight classes are matched, right? So heavyweight, exactly. you don't do heavyweight versus featherweight. It's not fun to watch, right? you know? No. And, you know, because I'm doing, uh, bringing the roast back on OnlyFans TV, like and we're doing the well, roast. I'm going to ask you about that. I'll talk about it because there is a way to do it that is not, you know, saying 40-year-old women are old and, men are rapists if they're not rapists and saying men have small dicks because that's why they kill us. So we're not going to say stuff like that, um, in this new iteration, but I was a part of the iteration that was just kind of, um, it was comedic heavyweights pounding on, um, like celebrities and, you know, women that had already been really slut shamed in society and, you know, and so I really just kind of want to like make amends for that. Uh, even though, you know, I was doing the best I could with the tools I had. And I it was like the job I was asked to do at the time. Right. So I did watch her documentary. And I just was like, look, I would have put a gun to my head, but we don't have them in California. So I'm glad. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. What did you think of that documentary? Loved it. Right. I loved it. Me too. I loved it. I mean, it, you know... I didn't love it. I mean, I think I loved it for selfish reasons because I think I want so badly for her to be okay. And I think I was like, okay, she's okay. Yeah. Right. But I don't, we don't know what happens when the camera's off. We don't know. Yeah. Like, like I recently had this, uh, you know, people show up at my house and they did like an intervention for me, a bunch of comedians, friends of mine, they like showed up and, um, somebody <laughs> was so funny. I like, looked out my window, a bunch of comedians were climbing over my fence, <laughs> like, I was like, you guys, you know there's a doorbell. Like this isn't how intervention is <laughs> like happen. it's apocalyptic zombies. Like none of you have health insurance. Maybe don't jump over the gate. Just like press the call <laughs> button, and I'll come get you. Like I've I have three pitbulls that are gonna kill you. <laughs> like just like bring the back because they were so worried about me because you know, my mom crossed over in uh December and I had a, a social media team posting for me. Mm. so they thought I was on social media, like, hey, guys, here we are, we're making that. we're doing this, blah, blah, blah. hey, guys, like, they thought that's oh. what I was doing the two weeks after my mom died. While you are grieving. Well, I was grieving until, like, we're just really worried about you, and I'm, I'm like, what? No, I've been home, I'm like, taking care of myself, I'm really, and they're like, and then I figured it out. I was like, oh, you guys are watching my social media, and you, th- so you I- think I'm a psychopath. <laughs> Correct. Right. Right, okay. and so I mean the jury is still out. But <laughs> whereas I find myself going, just because people seem like they're okay on social media doesn't mean they're okay. Yeah, or yeah, you know, because I think no. I, I think I like to go like, oh look, my friend is like having a great time uh, making her oat milk latte, so she's good. Don't need to check on her, even though I know she's going through a breakup. She's good. Right. It's like I'm looking for the evidence I need. Yeah. To not worry about someone. Right. Or something. No. So, yeah. I want to make sure with the Pam Anderson documentary, I was like, oh, she's fine. I'm off the hook. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, right, right. But you
0: bring up a good point about social media and smoke and mirrors and all of that because there's times where I have to go off social media and take a break because you're seeing all these things and you're like, everybody else is so happy and their life is so great. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, I feel like shit, yeah. you know? Like, why can't I have that? Or, yeah. You
3: know? Yeah, I think we're kind of, Um. I feel like we're kind of turning a corner on that. Like, I feel like when I see someone uh, with their engagement photo, like on the side of a mountain and they're like smiling. I'm like, uh, that's not going to last long. You
2: know
3: what I mean? Like I'm like, I'm the opposite now. The happier someone looks on social media, the more I'm like, we need to, you're like, Sarah is struggling. Yeah, we, and, that's, and that's what happened like with the comedians that, you know my dear friends who saw me on social media being all happy they're like we need to go to her house
0: right you right. know so yeah. i'm like
3: that kind of now too like what happened
0: when they got there were you like hey guys yeah they were like
3: hey um we're just really worried about you <laughs> and i was like okay um well uh le- walk me through this you oh, know right. and and here's um something i will say which we were um kind of touching on earlier is that uh after my mom uh passed or concurrently with uh my sister came back into my life we had been estranged for uh separated for a couple wild reasons and I went off birth control for the first time in 20 years. I had been on Prozac for a while, went down. And so all of a sudden, I did have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And also with losing my mom, I think, you know, the reason I talk about it so much is not to get pity because that's my nightmare. It's actually that she was in a bed, had had a stroke 12 years ago and was like hanging out of a bed. And my dad also was um, had a stroke as well. And so six years and 12 years, respectively, they were both in beds. And it was actually a relief when they died. Yeah. Not my. Not so much my dad. My mom was 12 years. Um, uh, my dad was uh, went uh, too soon. I think for my heart. But my mom, 12 years. I mean, three years ago, she was saying like, "Please come." Yeah. You know what I mean. So it was like it was a relief in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of people have. You know, um, Jeanette McCurdy wrote the book. I'm glad my mom died. Yes. You know, yeah. That was a different situation. But I think that and then Unspeakable uh, is an amazing book um, as well about someone. It's like weird to say, like people think you're a psychopath, but it is, you know, I'm 40 years old and Mm -hmm. I had spent most of my 20s and 30s when I wasn't working in hospitals, in nursing homes. Um, uh, in home hospice, which is like uh, the theme of your accused episode. Yes, so it is. I was just. By the way, I just was able to watch it like two days ago because oh I was God. like, "What if this is gonna kick up some stuff?" Sure.
0: Uh, oh God, I'm
3: obsessed. <laughs> Please, Howard Gordon, do the second season just based on that character.
0: Oh uh, my God, she was fun. I mean, well, you say fun to play, but such. a But it really pay, like shown a light on the, the people that do that for a living, which I can't even. You know, for a the second, wrap. Pe-
3: we did home hospice. Yep. We did 11 days home hospice, uh, not in
0: my home. Right. Because
3: uh, uh, someone warned me, they're like, you cannot have your mom die in your house. She will haunt you forever. <laughs> like, you can't. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's a good point. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I think that when it comes to a uh, parent die, like, we're so entrenched with our parents. And, um, you know, I had so much guilt. That was our family system guilt, mm-hmm. uh, shame. Uh, and, you know, I've been making amends to a lot of the people in my life for over the last 12 years going, I would like to apologize to you for my behavior under the influence of grief and under the you? influence of shame and under the influence of secondhand embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Because yes. I didn't even realize how much it was affecting me. I didn't realize how much of my bandwidth was being taken up by just worrying and perseverating about knowing that my parents were in nursing homes. Yeah. And I'm um, nursing homes, uh, I have yet to find one that isn't Literally a criminal enterprise. I know the amount of elder abuse that goes on there. You were telling me about this and asking how long the people that work there have worked there. If you are so fortunate to be able to afford a nursing facility for your parents, most people have to do it in their homes, right? Um, uh, The best thing, because I've been through four. uh, She was in fourteen, I think, of them uh, by the end of the day. Well, because she would get kicked out of a lot of them because she would. Write on the walls, like she couldn't communicate well. So she would, you know, she had left side neglect, so she could only use one. So sometimes she would write stuff on the walls because she couldn't communicate properly, or she would be so heavily medicated. I mean, it's just like, it's just such a shit show. And, and you know, you're you're don't want them to be on too many meds and painkillers or antidepressants because you want her to be able to uh, uh, work on the neuroplasticity to work up. You know, getting the facilities back. You know, but also you don't want them to be in pain. It's just like it's a real nightmare. Um, And then of course, all of the people that work there are underpaid, right? So it's not necessarily their fault that they, you know, aren't trying too hard. And the people that they're helping you know, or like, get away from me. Don't touch me. I, you know, it's just, it's rough. It's just, the, it's rough. You have to kind of just move through them. But um, yeah, so she got kicked out of a couple of them. She would have these like episodes because who wouldn't, if you had a stroke at 63 at the top of your game, like who wouldn't, you know? So yes, but a really good thing to do is ask the people that work there, how long they've worked at that facility. And if it's six months or a year, rethink it. You want somebody who's been like, I've been here for six years. I love it. That's, yeah. You know, so I sort of have like, I was almost thinking about, I definitely don't want to write a book about it, but um, putting just sort of like for my friends, a document of like the checklist of things to ask, here are the things to, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: you know, that help, Right. you know, because she was getting uh, infections in her teeth because no one was, uh, uh, she was getting UTIs because she wasn't drinking water, you know, it was just like a nightmare. So I would have to go over there kind of like every night after I did stand up and, um, you know, make sure she had her meds and, you know, brushing her teeth and, you know, Put, having her go to the bath. I mean, I will say like nothing um, in my life has made me stronger than literally once you're carrying one of your uh, parents like to the toilet. Like that's when you like become, like I feel like I was like, I'm an adult. Now. I'm an adult. Yeah, I'm an adult. I've arrived. Yeah, I'm an adult. I don't pay full price for purses anymore. I don't go on hikes with guys. Uh, I Like the first time you carry your mom to the toilet yeah. to poop and wipe her butthole. Like, you will never date a guy with a chain wallet again.
2: Oh. <laughs> you will never. There's
3: no man buns. There's no, like, it's oh my God. over, dude. Unless,
4: oh my God. <laughs> unless my mom just went through a surgery and the urologist walked in fully tatted with a man bun. I'm married. But if I
3: wasn't, <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, I was like, That didn't work. Oh, <laughs> I like oh. it. What were the tattoos? You were like, oh, yeah. what hospital <laughs> yeah, is this? I know what hospital is this? Were they <laughs> swastikas? I have a
4: couple of no, boundaries. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> he was Indian.
4: Very good looking. Let's go. Man bun tattoo. Like I was like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. So I, just,
3: that's just throwing that out there. Yeah. I, that what? All right. You'll text me. <laughs> I'll uh, text you. You'll boss, text me. I'm, I'm banned from a couple of ones around LA, <laughs> so I'm not sure I'll be able to go to him. But, uh, but yeah, so so I think um, uh, this is a circuitous way to get back to whatever your question was, which I forgot already. I
4: do have a question and now. I about,
3: too.
4: Um, <laughs> who cares? So your
3: mom was
4: sixty three when she had the stroke.
3: That's yeah, so she was super young. young. So, but here's what I'll say. I don't. I, you know, I know that the more specific we are, the more universal we are. But as a co- also, by the way, I am. I, after listening to Margaret Cho's episode on this podcast, I'm oh. so like, ah, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I just did, like. Why yeah. would anyone listen to this episode? Go listen to hers again. Um, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. So I'm uh, listening to
0: her. She's like, I don't even like it. I was
2: dying. Oh my God, she,
3: no, She's the best. She's she was incredible. willing
0: to go there. We were like, I, we didn't know how to like tackle it really, you know, and get into the conversation with her. And, mm-hmm. like, a little intimidating too, you know, but she was awesome and like willing to talk about some really off-the-wall shit. Oh, yeah, which, that's her. That's, like, that's... She's, yeah.
3: the, you know, she's the OG. Like, she she's is. one of my heroes, dude. Yeah. Um uh I loved it so much, so now <laughs> I'm feeling like I need to really bring it. Like, um, talk, <laughs> talk about something really... I know. Like, yeah. I wipe my mom's shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're like, I got that? that. I got that. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Um, I put a suppository in my mom's pussy while she was dying. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um But, uh... But, I, I'm sorry, the question you had, ma'am. In, what...
4: <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever called me ma'am. That felt, I, I feel like an adult now. I a guy that no. called
0: me ma'am and I felt like, like it made me feel like old. No, no. It's hot and he's a gentleman and okay. I like it. Okay,
3: okay. I'm yes. from the, in the South, ma'am and sir. Respect. If, if I didn't say it, I got, it was called being hit upside the head. What if they're not from the South? Well, I mean, but the person that says yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. Okay. If they didn't say you. it, they would get, like, pushed yeah, yeah. into a ravine.
0: Yeah, and it's like, miss, whatever. And totally. It's like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I know,
3: because whenever I say it to people, they're like, oh, am I that old? And I'm like, oh, I don't think you understand. If I didn't say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am when I was a child, um, they'd pull my ear or, like, pinch me. Like, <laughs> right. they'd pinch you, yeah. your <laughs> oh aunts or parents. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, and then I come to, I'm in LA and I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And I'm like, Is that, am I that old? And I'm like, what do you want? I don't. Okay. So what do you want me to call you chief? We're not allowed to say that. Uh, no. What's up right, boss. You, we can't say that. I'm the boss. So I can't call you. <laughs> I don't know what to call you. You know what? Also <laughs> this. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Don't be offended by the fact I'm calling you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Get me on the fact that I don't know your name. Right. Olivia. But I'm just saying like, people and then People are like, that's misgendering. You don't know someone's gender. And I'm like, you know what?
0: What? what? Oh, my God. Yes,
3: sir. Yes, ma'am. You know what I mean. You're right. going out of your way to try to misunderstand intentionally to justify being offended. You're a dork. <laughs> I love that. I can't with the dorks, dude. The dorks are out. Full force. Out. Citizens arrest. Dorks. Oh but I'm with you. When yeah. someone does call me ma'am, I'm well, like. Well, he
0: was a lot younger than I was. Hence why I was like, is this like, an, you know, an age thing? But was it was he uh, working
3: for no. you? Yeah, I oh, was just working talking. on my Wait, vagina. He, yes.
2: <laughs> Your daddy called you me?
3: <laughs> yes. That's hot. Dude. <laughs> I like it. i into
0: it. <laughs> we, dude, we call guys daddy in bed. Oh, yeah. And it's not make you. How do you feel about that when a guy like makes you call them daddy? I've never had that experience.
3: I haven't seen them. By the way, my daddy didn't even want me to call him daddy. <laughs> he like, didn't even want to be associated with me. I've, no one's ever made me call them daddy in bed.
0: I feel like that's like a good thing though. The guy, I mean, in my experience, when they want to like feel very, you know, it, they, question, want friend, they want to question, how do they make you? They're like, "Bitch, call me daddy." Who's your like, daddy? When like, uh, you know, name's like daddy his, his name Cummings. Yeah, who died six years ago. <laughs> what if you did that like, during sex? You're
3: like, actually, his name. Is... That's my whole <laughs> thing. Who's your daddy? Like, I've, I don't know. I don't think. I think I'm adopted. It's unclear. Like, imagine saying that to an adopted girl. Yeah, oh imagine God. saying to I don't know. I've been looking
2: for it <laughs> for
3: 10
0: years. It opens up a whole Don't it. do that. Broad Ideas is supported by Haya Health. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids should never eat. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician approved super powered chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, like I said, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. I didn't realize that the vitamins we grew up on, well, maybe I kind of realized, but not fully because I was still giving them to Briar. but it's basically candy. So that's why I'm so happy we now. Have Haya, and Briar loves it. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to hyahealth.com ideas. This deal is not available on their regular website. That's hiya slash ideas and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Broad Ideas is supported by Blissey. Who knew that a better pillowcase is all you need for better sleep? Let's talk about practicing self-care while you sleep. Set yourself up with better sleep with Blissey's award-winning 100% Mulberry Silk Pillowcases. Seriously, silk is what's best for your hair and skin. It reduces frizz, tangles, and prevents breakage. That's because it keeps the moisture in your hair and keeps your skincare products and natural moisture on your skin, while cotton literally absorbs it off of your face. You can say goodbye to wrinkles, dry, flaky, and red skin in the morning and wake up with healthier and shinier hair that won't take you an hour to fix. Blissies are also temperature regulated because silk has naturally insulating properties. So if you overheat while you sleep, this is so for you. Let me tell you, I gave Briar one of my Blissy pillowcases because every morning she wakes up with a complete tangled mess. Well, I should say she did before. Because now, with Blissy's, she wakes up tangle-free, and it makes my mornings so much less stressful. So thank you, Blissy. Blissie pillowcases are made of 100% mulberry silk, which is naturally hypoallergenic, so you can sleep more comfortably without itching or rashes. And unlike other silk pillowcases, these are of the highest quality silk and are machine-washable and durable. Blissey silk pillowcases are the best ones on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now, risk-free, for 60 nights at blissycom rachel and get an additional 30% off. That's b-l-i-s-s-y dot com rachel. But yeah, I don't in
3: bad I, I think what happened to me is like when I was in my early 20s I got a lot of like that like you're my little girl, good girl, all that. And then as soon as I started creating television shows um and an article came out that I had a syndicated TV show, um that went away and I started getting choked, spit on, fish hooked, you name it. Uh I took like it just wow. I, the power dynamic. It got weird. Really?
2: We wanted to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we wanted that. to
0: talk about power dynamics in relationships. Yeah.
3: Yeah. In bed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also now dating uh uh we'll get to that in a second. But I, but this person that said yes, ma'am, was it in bed?
0: No. It was just like, hey ma'am, like wait, oh. what? what? I, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what context. Like calling like he did he Hi, had ma'am. you met before? <laughs> this <laughs> is like, after you met? While we were dating. But see, I like a uh
3: uh like going to the car, getting your shit together to go somewhere. You got the thing, yes ma'am. You have the thing, yes, sir. Sure, in I the like right a, context. I like a navy SEAL communication. Yeah, I, get I that. move very fast and I need a man that moves or a yeah, woman can who are, keep up You yeah. can keep up. And yeah. I like clear communication. I don't right. like, yep, uh-huh. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, like when you direct stuff. You want directness. Yeah. You want someone, yeah. So you got it? Yes, sir, yes, ma'am. It's almost like copy copy. Copy copy. Mm-hmm. Copy, oh, copy. copy yeah. Roger. Roger. Love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love His name is Roger? Roger? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, it's a tricky I like, yes, sir, is hot. I'll say yes, sir, to a guy because I know that I am emasculate people, men, my accident. So I'll say yes, sir, a lot just to kind of like... To even the... How do you emasculate them by
4: accident? Um, You mean just like casually emasculate by casually, being yourself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know? just, well,
0: because... Look at you and all your cheat and everything. like. But I also don't, I mean, I think
3: also if you've seen my stand-up, you're, you're, you know, I've done five specials where I, you know, kind of have talked a little bit about this, about how, like, how, um, you know, you know, so there's that. Being a female comic, I guess it's like, yeah. you know, you're holding a, basically a black dick in your hand. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean, so, no, these are white. <laughs> white guys feel weird about that, you know. And yeah. then I'm, like, yelling about, you know, how guys can't fuck me. Right. I mean, it's a little bit. Yeah. You know, I get where they are yeah, coming yeah. from. You're but like, the
0: stakes are high. like. You're, you're like, it's not come. a far leap. You have to bring it. Yeah. And that was
3: like, I mean, for me, like, I get a lot of my needs met internally. I think it's our jobs, number one, to heal ourselves. And it's our mm-hmm. jobs to get our own internal needs met internally. Yeah. And then relationships get to be an awesome added bonus, right? right. Like, you have to add value. You can't subtract value. So to me, as soon as someone starts, uh, if someone's less competent than me, I just
0: can't. Yeah. Right.
3: And it's like, it's hard. It's like growing up horse girl on a farm, mm-hmm. um, alcoholic home, like, you just develop <clears throat> all these superpowers, and I don't call them character defects. I don't call them weaknesses, not being pitied, and then having two parents have strokes. Like, I was just, like, in nursing homes and hospitals, and then uh, you just get really competent. And mm-hmm. I didn't meet, I, I'm the things I'm good at, I'm excellent at. The things I'm bad at, I'm, I mean, like, dangerously bad at. <laughs> what are you bad at? Like, uh—, uh <sighs> talking, uh, yeah. on oh, no. uh, <laughs> shutting my whore mouth, uh, biting my tongue. Um, but, uh, guys do that now too. There's a lot of tongue biting. Uh, there's what? a lot of tongue. biting. I know like, you know, when you like make out with a guy yeah. or whatever, and they'll suck your tongue in yeah. and bite it. Yeah. The sucking sure. the biting, just like grab it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm in camera tomorrow. Like you can't <laughs> do this. <laughs> you I need my tongue. Yeah. Like what's happening. Um, and so, uh, uh, oh, yeah, good. I, that means I can't suck your dick for a week. Ouch. Um, <laughs> oops. oops. Um, and so, yeah, that's like having the vagina dentata. Like, you can't, we, like, you know that, remember that movie about the girl that had uh, teeth in her vagina? It was What? Just, it was like at Sundance, like, I don't know, like 18 years ago. No. And there's a thing called vagina dentata. It's this like mythical thing that, um, the uh, lore that used to be uh, perpetuated to justify the fact that women are evil and they're monsters. Oh, yeah. And if you put your dick in, you know, there'll be teeth or yeah. whatever. And I think it was partly for, I meant I'm in the Greeks, to get uh, men to stop fucking women and getting them pregnant or something. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> See, the, well, there's also a, um, there was two specials ago I was working on um, all the self-defense items that women have available to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all uh, like our mace, like we have like pink mace, like uh, I can like, you know, be dazzled mace. Like right. everything has to be like cute. Is it, like Etsy, Etsy mace. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and there is a thing that is you put in your vagina, that has spikes in it what? in case you get raped it's like the dog coyote coat it uh, not today coyote <laughs> it's called For not no t- today coyote that's the name of it. The best name of any business ever. It's called Not, not today. today Coyote. It's a vest with a bunch of spikes on it that you put on small dogs. Yeah. Oh my
4: God, I thought you meant the actual vagina thing. The vagina, vagina thing is called I Not was Today like, not Coyote.
3: To- I was like, that's fucking genius. No, this is-
2: yeah. Not no, this Today is- not
3: Coyote. Not Today guy from Raya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not
0: Today.
2: Guy. Oh, my
0: God. Not today, Danny Masterson. Oh. Not today. Oh, not today. shit. Not today. But it's Our- actually a thing you put inside your vagina as spikes. So, like, if I someone enters. I feel entered- like
3: it. They did, that didn't get past
0: the first okay.
3: round of Shark Tank.
0: Like, <laughs> no. I don't
3: think it hit market. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it worked. I think too many, I think the uh, person that invented it, tested it once, got tetanus, and that was it.
0: <laughs> Wait, but what about now, you know, they're testing all the birth control for men. Have you seen this? That like there's like, I don't know if it's a pill. I don't know enough about it. Imagine. But yeah, that they're testing that men can take birth control and whatever it does makes their sperm, you know, not what's the word. I was yeah, birth fertile. control for
3: men is just called one shot of whiskey. <laughs>
0: like
3: Their dick, is birth control for men, it just makes their dick not work. That's like, true. I feel like oh there's a lot of, yeah.
0: You're
2: so right. But
0: <laughs> like, like there's, just give them a really high dose of slip them up. But <laughs> any um
3: fucking uh antidepressants, lexapro, sure. pro, like all like there's a lot of birth control for
4: men oh out there. Oh my god.
0: There. I did date someone that was on I, maybe it was Lexapro, it was something high dose, and they literally couldn't come. Like they would come, but nothing would come out,
4: so they wouldn't be coming, <laughs> but, or they internally come. Yeah, I did date uh, a trans man. I hate to break it to you. What do you
0: mean they didn't come? If they didn't come, well, they would like come, but like not.
3: There was no
4: no fluid,
0: no, no ejaculation, sperm. but and that's not coming. Oh, hold, on,
3: hold on, hold on. My last name is coming. I'll handle this. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but but did it, it, did he do it inside you, or did he do it like? You were like, come Bone. on my face. And it was like, am I and supposed to pretend? You're like, I'm an actress. I can pretend it's. <laughs> like mouths open. Yeah. Still, like, like just- oh, crazy. <laughs>
0: like what? How did you know nothing was coming out? Because you would be like, oh, like coming and nothing would happen. In nothing your would come. inside? That was only like maybe once when we like thought we weren't scared to do that. Right. Right. Because I wasn't on birth control. Uh-huh. So mainly outside. So I would literally physically see that nothing was coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: But and he'd be like, oh, yeah, th- he was faking it. No, but then I'm where's the come? It, please, well, I think this the is coming. You're at me, you're
3: like, please.
2: <laughs> I, I don't
3: know, but I, you know, look, uh, Rachel, I really, I, I think we're gonna get closer and closer, <laughs> maybe, and I'm, I do think um, that man was. Um, had cancer. <laughs> and I'm sorry. like, there's something else going on here. Because
0: I know someone else that had slept with him and said the same thing. Oh, like, he really? does, the guy does not, cannot, not always. There were times where I did see, like, I'm not ever. And You know, sometimes sex addicts, they
3: jerk off so much.
0: That yeah, my, if, if, that like there's, be, there's
3: a lot of that, like, yeah. surreptitious, like they jerk off 14 times a day that's, or some shit. Yeah. And then by the time they fuck you, there's just like nothing left. It's like, that's a lot of my friends, yeah. the Rockstar Wives, their whole thing is like, as soon as they come home from tour, they gotta fuck them and they gotta see the cum come out. It's gotta be a lot.
0: That's how they test.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's like that's like Louis C.K. used to have this joke about uh one of his friends who was like, Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna hook up this girl tonight. So I'm gonna um, I'm I'm gonna drink a lot of milk, so I'd come a lot. And Louis Joke was like, Wait, do you think it's just your body just goes white, What? like you think it just yeah. white cum? Yeah. I
0: was gonna ask, is that a thing? Yeah. Is that true? But I
3: do know, like uh uh I've been dating a guy who. I just am like after now that I'm not on birth control, I have such a high sex drive. Like yeah. I, by the way, I'm gonna say this. This is a wild thing to say. I have not had a, a orgasm from sex uh, until I went off birth control. I've never had it in my life. In your until, life till I was 40,
0: I had mine first. Let's take yeah. a moment. No, Let's that's take amazing. Take a moment.
3: By the way, till I also
0: got the clock. So yeah, yes, <laughs> yes <laughs>
3: that. But he, um, but I could use do it with my hands.
0: Right, like, of course, like uh, how, yeah, yourself, you know, but, but not, not with, from like dick inside,
3: yeah. I, I thought I was like Margaret Cho. I, I didn't, uh, didn't like it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it
0: was so fucking I was the funny. same as you. I it didn't happen for me until I was about how, 38, however, That's old yeah, wild. Yeah. Yeah. But, Isn't that crazy?
3: But all, I, I do hear a lot of women say they don't have it until after they have a kid.
0: I oh, don't know right. why, maybe. I mean, that could have been but, four, months.
3: four months. It's but, all hormonal, right? It's, well, it's also. Like um how the size s- of the dick? The uh, maybe. Um a couple things. So I'm friends with a lot of comedians who think they're scientists. So I have learned a couple things. Number one, the dick, uh if a dick is more curved, yeah, it's someone uh it's it, it hits the it, it's curved like that to scoop out semen from the competitor, right? So oh, that's sort what? of why okay. yeah. but <laughs> women we used to get raped a lot. Okay. Jeez. I think that consensual sex just started around like nineteen eighty eight. This is God. a very new thing. So the dicks are, uh, but I was sleeping with a guy that had a very like straight dick, like just straight yeah. dick. Right. And that, I think, my, and I had been told that my uterus was a little bit tilted. Tilted. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was like kind of a perfect combination. But also, I don't know that it's necessarily going off birth control because when you're on birth control, it tells your body you're pregnant. Right. right. So you don't have a high sex drive anyway. You're already pregnant. Right. 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 Um, and then uh, also, to me, sex always feels the best when you're on your period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that. And then, because you're more sensitive, something good, I huh? don't know, you, or you know, you're probably not going to get pregnant, so you can yeah, enjoy yeah, it more. That's good, or you know, you're like ruining his sheets, and you know, <laughs> that, like <laughs> if he has a girlfriend, she's gonna find out. I don't know what makes so hot about it. Um, and, uh, which, by the way, Rich Boss, really funny comedian, um, has this joke. He goes, because a lot of guys do not want to have sex with girls on their period. I know. We oh, talk about yeah. this Biggest red flag, dude. Biggest red Agreed. flag. Yeah. DJ Khaled, hey, goodbye. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> what, DJ Khaled was like, I don't eat pussy. I was like, cool. You eat everything else. Look oh. at your body. Um, and then, uh, uh, what it, oh, yeah, well, not eating pussy. Oh, Rich Boss, he goes, um, I don't mind having sex with a girl on her period. I just pretend like I'm killing her. Oh, like, my just God. God. <laughs> pretend you're murdering us. You're destroying call? it. Yeah. 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 Like, you guys say, you know, I'm going to smash it. I'm going to yeah. destroy that shit. But then you won't actually, the blood is a turnoff. Right. Like, you want to kill us. You're her. so
0: right, though, a red flag. Like, if they won't, yeah. It uh-huh. is such a red flag. Yeah. That is like, such a bummer. Um. So you only, like, should sleep with the guy for the first time when you're on your period. I like it. <laughs>
2: I like no, it. I'm
4: a fan. And... I mean, we've talked about that so many times, like how you feel if a guy's like, no. Yeah. I feel like I'm a no on him. I just go,
3: you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> you're gay. Right. I, you know, like, in, you have to understand. <laughs> in California, uh, we live in Los Angeles. I'm so sorry, everybody. I know. Like, please don't tune out. We don't want, we have to live here. Um, <laughs> and uh, we live in a, a criminal state. It's failed. I, we know all this, just so you know. Um, but... Uh, I have a couple friends that I'm waiting to come out of the closet as straight. I'm like, you guys, there's a lot of people that think they're gay Mm -hmm. and they're not. And there's a lot of people that think they're straight and they're not. And like, it's like, it's kind of like backwards. So I've dated a lot of gay guys and I'm not, and that thought they were straight. And I don't mind it. I actually think I had like sexual anorexia for a while. And I had, um, being on the birth control, I didn't have a sex drive. I really didn't, uh, to avoid intimacy for quite a while. I dated people, not only am I on tour all the time, like I, I figured out the perfect life to be able to not have to, um, engage in any kind of emotional intimacy mm-hmm. where I would only date guys that were really, uh, like, cause I, I could disassociate during sex cause I had sexual abuse as a child. So I would kind of only date guys that would sort of turn me into a, uh, like a, you know, the guys that just put their hand on your face, like just to hold their balance yeah. during sex. <laughs> <laughs> like those guys, you know what I mean? And so the guys that put the pillow over your head, like with, you know, take it off just in time. Um, and <laughs> like those guys, cause then I could disassociate and then they could treat me like an object. And it was like, it, I, I didn't see it as a bad thing. You know, I, it wasn't traumatizing to me. I had had, you know, so much trauma that it was actually kind of, um, I think it would have been more traumatic to have intimacy know, eye contact. Yeah. Right, you yep. know what I'm saying. I had never right. made eye contact during sex until like three months ago, and it is so, so hot. Yeah, I would just be really like really literally. Like, you know, when, like you're having sex and you open, you see their eyes, and you're like, Yeah, <laughs> you're like, why oh God. are eyes open? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you yes. okay? If your eyes are open, just tell me, you know what I mean? Because then I won't open mine. Right. Have you ever been like making out with someone and you want to like just like open your eyes and see what they're doing? Their eyes are open. Their eyes like, are just <laughs> looking, like,
2: looking at you. Because guys like to
3: look. They're yeah. visual.
4: It's weird. You know what I mean? I feel like women look like to feel. Going. Yeah, they yeah. like to
3: look. though. Yeah. But I'm good. I think it's hot when a guy looks down at his, like, at the action. But why are you my face? Like, right.
2: I'm like not.
0: <laughs> I, I feel you. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I can't, I cannot do this. But you're doing it now. So you're making eye contact now. It, during sex with this one
3: person. I don't know okay. if I could do, I don't think I could do it with just anyone. Right. But this one person is like, re, like, has made me feel like really safe. Um, yeah. And. Because I think that having orgasms, like for women, I think it's a couple things. Number one, it's like the, the orgasm is like, it's so hard to have because the idea is only the fittest man can give you one. Uh, and it's not just emotional. Like he has to make you feel safe and he has to be in physical shape because when you have an orgasm, uh, you're more likely to get pregnant. So it's like our body's way of only getting impregnated by the most, you know, emotionally sensitive and the most physically uh, in shape. Because giving a woman orgasm is, like, impossible. Interesting. You know? Yeah. So that it's that. It's like a test. And then as soon as they're like, are you going to come? Why haven't you come? And then all of a sudden you're like, well, now I can't. Now because you can't. You right. just rushed me. You know? It's also like, I was, uh, t- like, I'm sort of just really obsessed with the biological basis of, of things because to me it's very soothing. I guess it's, like, more my religion. Same. You know? So it's like, the vagina is so far back. Like, I love when, you know, it, it, like, dating guys that, um, you know, haven't, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, I just wrote a joke about this, but I'm dating a guy that hasn't been in a lot of relationships Mm -hmm. and uh, he is like shocked at how far back the vagina, every time. Like a lot of guys think the vagina starts like at where your zipper is. Right. Like they think it's just like, you know what I mean? mean, Like physically how far back it is. And they're always like, they all, you know what I'm saying? But that is uh, by design, you know, because it's like to get a woman pregnant 2,000 years ago, you'd have to be the one that could rape them you know, and it's the hard furthest back. And it's also something of like, you know, like I'm just that's like a fascinating, really dark thing, but mm-hmm. it's helpful. You know, it's like I just learned that, um, you know, because uh, I'm working on like a red flags list for oh. like employees and people, oh, employees. Okay. But also, you know, that we can tell <laughs> yeah. how based on how deep set someone's eyes are, you can tell how much their ancestors have been uh, uh, punched in the face, like how pugnacious their ancestors were. So it's like you it make sense, you know. What people are afraid of, their phobias, stuff like that. So right? I, you know, but red flags. Do you have a list going? Well, we we've we talked about it so much. It's our so favorite much. thing to talk yeah. about. Oh, let's but go. But we do. Yeah, I think like, I, I can add some for you. But, but for please sure. do
4: because we want to know what red flags are. That one that you think are like obvious, and then two, what are the things that you don't tell your friends?
3: Yeah, because you you realize you're you're tell you're um uh. You know uh, you're keeping you know, a secret. Yeah, so you're, you're lying keeping, to
4: yourself. You're not right. even admitting it to your best friend that he friends. has
3: AIDS. I wouldn't tell. Right? Yeah. Like that's a thing. That is a thing. Um things I don't tell my friends. I'll try to let me I don't tell my friends. I just talk about it on my podcast. So does <laughs> so that count? So they find count?
2: out that yeah. way? <laughs> they don't I tell the whole
0: world. <laughs> I know.
3: I'm like I like my brain was like like I overshare chronically to the you're point like, to uh, where what happened? I <laughs> My business manager's like literally calls me every week. He's like, um, could you cut the part where you call Woody Allen a rapist, please? Uh, this <laughs> is an issue. So I have umbrella insurance though. So I got it finally because like, I do like to come out like after big companies and stuff like Purdue and Sinclair, like all the people that, yeah. DuPont, like just the corporations that poison my family and Appalachia. Um, so I don't give a shit. Okay. So red flags. Well, what are, yeah. What are like to some common ones for you that you can? Good friends with Army Hammer. Um, <laughs> red flags. But seriously, though, didn't play team sports is a huge red flag for me personally. Oh, um, that's team, a good one. It, t- team sports. It just like teaches people to collaborate, teach sure. people to like, n- you know, not be a sore loser and not be a sore winner. It probably usually depends on the type of team sport. If it's soccer, I just I don't respect you.
2: But like, <laughs> you know, what I mean,
3: lacrosse, basketball, um, Football, probably not. I mean, it's just it's a lot of CTE. I've dated yeah. some football yeah. players, oh, and yeah. I am the only one that gets to burst out crying sporadically in traffic. You don't get to, you know, because <gasps> the football players, dating athletes, like they, and it's not just LA people, it's like, you know, women that are dating, you know, their college boyfriend right. who played football right. in, at Texas, whatever it is, like they have gotten a lot of concussions. It's really scary, yeah. but kind of this thing that, um, uh, uh, talk shit about their exes to me, number one. Number one, 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 one. Thank you. You are the common denominator in all of your exes. And if you're talking shit like that about her, I'm next. Yeah. Yep. It's just gross. Yeah, I It's gross. I and had also that. every story you're telling me, I'm kind of on her side. Same. You know what I'm saying? You're like, right. well, she was like stalking me. She showed up at my house and she was like, and I was like, why did she show up at your house? She's like, I need my luggage to get out of here. And you're like, and I was well, let her have her luggage so she, she can leave. leave. I don't think she stopped talking I think She was <laughs> trying to get her luggage. Right. I think she needed her shit back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's like as they tell the story, it's just like it's
0: I don't, it's shocking to me that guys still think. Um, a lot of those times, though, when you're in it, you don't see it as clearly until you like get out of it. And you're like, oh, wait, those were all red flags. And oh, wait, he was doing this. And that's really fucked up or whatever. You red know? flag has a podcast.
3: <laughs> a man with a podcast. That is a red flag for me. Um, what about that? it's just, you can talk all day for three hours about just nothing, but then, you, but then you can't talk to me about my day. You know what I mean? It's just a little bit well, like
0: self-involved. Yeah. Stuff. Like it's like, I
3: don't know. I have trouble with communication. Really? Cause oh, you are talking. You know what I mean? Right. It, no, right. you can do it. Right. When there's a microphone and when it's brought to you by Bluetooth,
2: right? <laughs> but not
3: <laughs> when it's my family. Right.
2: You know, right, you know right. what I
3: mean? So it's like, When people do things for a living and are very good at it, like uh, the guy I'm dating is a computer programmer and like computer genius, but then sometimes I'll call him and and the phone, he's like, oh, the phone didn't ring. I'm like, yeah, if you did anything else for a living, this excuse would work. Right. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? So just make sure before you uh, like um, make an excuse for yourself, it's not uh, the thing you're the expert at. Right. Right. I mean, right, right,
0: right. So you're Don't, like, there's no chance that the phone's not You know working. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So this doesn't add up. How'd you mm-hmm. meet a computer programmer?
3: Um, It is such a wild story. Yeah. Um, he saw me on the Rogan Joe Rogan show, started listening to my podcast over the pandemic. And it's kind of fascinating because I think for the most part, we go like, you know, anyone that's fans of us, like that are men, we immediately decide they're like stalkers or creeps or weirdos, which is a really odd. I mean, if, 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 uh, uh. Everyone hasn't read The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker. I could not recommend it more because it's sort of like we are so disconnected from our intuition as women and men, by the way, like we are because we were told growing up, calm down, relax, everything's fine. When you're like, something's wrong, something's wrong. And people went, calm down, mm. relax. Like that was it. You're crazy. You're overreacting. Right. You're dramatic. People told you so much you were dramatic. You became one of the best dramatic actresses working. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because then you're like, I guess I am dramatic. Like, I win awards for how dramatic I am, (laughs) you know? So it's like, we're so brain... And like, you know, in uh, uh, Gavin DeBecker's The Gift of Fear, he uh, talks about how it's something like 99% of women that are uh, assaulted, attacked in public, uh, raped, uh, the 1% that don't uh, say this are too, like, comatose to even be able to, like, weigh in, um, say that uh, in their exit interview, that's not what it's called, but after they're, you know, raped or assaulted... They say I knew something was off about that guy. That's I knew something was off it. about that guy, right? But he carried my groceries, and I, he opened the door, and I was like, God, "Stop being such an asshole! Just let a man be chivalrous. Why can't you just accept help? Like, what, right. what? Oh, you think he's gonna kill you? You narcissist! Like, you think you're so special that you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I do it too, where I'm like, oh, but he gave me a gift, and he was so nice to me, and, da, 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 and he, he's my neighbor, and etc. So, cool. but my intuition told me there was something off. Yep. And then my default was I'm overreacting because I'm that, off. Right? That's what everybody told me I do. I'm hormonal. I have PMS. I'm mercurial. I'm whatever. And so, you know, for the most part, you know, I've really worked on realigning my intuition because what I do for a living, I'm in front of, you know, thousands of people that are like 10 feet away from me.
2: Okay. And,
3: they could, and I, uh, anyone can find me at any time. So we just saw what happened to Chris Rock. We saw what happened to Dave Chappelle. Like many female comedians are being assaulted uh, that are not, you know, necessarily famous yet and they don't have security. You know, so I have to have this like superpower uh, because fights break out at the shows now after the pandemic because everyone's like, why are you wearing a mask? Why are you wearing a mask? I saw someone get... Beat up that was wearing a wearing the mask. mask. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, so I have to have my, uh, you know, people storm the stage. Like there's like active shooter drills now at shows, you know, it's fine, but, but I'm not scared until I'm scared. Right. Yeah. I don't get scared until I'm scared. And I think working with horses is really, you know, equine therapy and working right. with animals and stuff, you learn to not be scared unless there's a threat. Right. Right. The rest is, you know, so it's like there's a lot of scary things out there, but you, and also knowing like, you know, when your security is like, uh, there's a big guy with, you know, like tattoos and like, who's like, Whitney, I want to talk to you, you know? And they're like, oh, this guy's a problem. Like, this guy's not a problem. I'm not scared. Yeah. That girl over there that's blonde in the corner that hasn't said anything, that's my problem. You know what I mean? Because it's like, that's, I'm sorry, that's what my intuition is saying is, right. is weird.
0: Broad Ideas is supported by Talkspace. Do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Try Talkspace by doing everything online. Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist. But why wait? You can get a therapist through Talkspace. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. Getting started is the important part. TalkSpace makes it easy and affordable. At TalkSpace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace can help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, I know all about that, substance abuse, relationship issues, and much more. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash ideas. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash ideas to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's talkspace.com slash ideas.
4: Well, also growing up with an alcoholic family, I feel like I relate to that being one of the biggest things that comes from that is that people are told when they're growing up with alcoholics or anyone with addiction that what you're feeling isn't true. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that what you're talking about is the exact thing I'm obsessed with always learning was what's the difference between instinct and intuition Mm -hmm. because instinct is your fear that's your fear animal body that is not the same as your intuition which will only speak through
3: clarity it doesn't speak through fear's voice sure uh yes that is uh uh, sorry i'm so dyslexic that i'm just trying to figure out yes yes it's yes um uh May I ask real about your, uh, I, I always feel the need to say when we talk about alcoholism um, mm-hmm. to people that are just resonated so much with what you said is like in order for alcoholism to be present, alcohol doesn't always have to be present. So for people that go like, well, I didn't see any drinking growing up and there was no right. beer, there was no whiskey or wine. Alcoholism can manifest in a lot of different ways. Love addiction, um, uh, uh, perfectionism, uh, you know, micromanaging, uh, the three M's, mothering, micromanaging, martyring. Like smothering with love is another form of addiction. Like, parents that uh, got their emotional needs met from their children, incredibly addictive. And, um, and yes, and kids, like, you know, also like growing up in alcoholic home as well, you just get this psychologist, like you're emotionally dyslexic, or it's just like always opposite day. So, I feel very alive in a time of crisis and I feel very anxious when things are calm. Exactly. Right. 100%. So, it's like for me, uh, danger is my comfort zone. So, it's like not that I stop, you know, it's like you grow up with so much danger and then you so go like, well, this I can do. You know what I mean? Which yeah, is let why me rise seeing being In really dangerous relationships in, in my twenties, I dated exclusively, you know, drug addicts, alcoholics, uh, violent people, or people that are just like a mess, you know, because I was also born, I don't know if um uh I have the epigenetic imprinting of um uh, from my, uh, we all do. So in utero, my mom was under a tremendous amount of stress, alcoholic home saga. I was not planned. I was uh, conceived three months after my sister was born, obviously not wanted. And, um, you know, the same way that if you are pregnant, uh, and you're doing crack or, you know, or, uh, drinking, you're going to have a baby that's addicted to those things. Right. So it's like crack babies. Right. So, but if you're um, producing a lot of adrenaline, when a baby's in utero, you're going to, uh, Yield offspring that is uh, addicted to adrenaline, and they'll subconsciously find ways to get adrenaline. Whether yep. it's like I'm gonna go push over this vase because I know someone's gonna yell at me. I'm gonna go like eat this thing on the floor. You know, like I ate a Quaalude when I was a year old <gasps> off of the floor and almost died Ooh. because I was just like a little adrenaline junkie, just crawling around like what And whatever the 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 situation of how it happened is like I'll never know, you know. Yeah. And I think that it's really important. Like if you're in an alcoholic family system, look at the things your family jokes about. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not funny. It's not. No, that's it's why never, I laughed. It's, because that's what is, I'm saying. But yeah. we used to laugh about yeah. Whitney almost died when she was a year old. Right. And yeah. then she had the charcoal and then she came back to life. And remember yes. when your sister Ashley fell off a horse and no one was there. Those are all trying to make it funny, even though someone was on drugs, someone was drinking, and they almost killed their kid. And the way that they cope with their shame is to uh, in the family system is to make jokes about it. So we're all like laughing. And then you become an adult and you're like, Wait a minute. That what? wasn't fucking funny. Right? Like, like how, how could that not have been your uh, rock bottom right? in your drinking? Is that your baby almost died or something horrible happened to, you know, when you hear like, and I'm seeing it now. I got to be honest with you. Like, sorry, this is going to get funny. I swear in a second. We, um, no, no, no. Not
2: lot, you're not fucking big.
3: funny enough. Well, not that dead babies isn't hilarious, you know, <laughs> Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yes, a quaalude. I don't know, you know. You're and, like, and I fucking love quaalude. And ha- I've never had one. Oh yeah, I've never had one. It's I. It, well, I did when I was one, right? And then I got sober. And so yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, I don't know if it's a. We don't know, right? Anything our alcoholic parents told us, they were either. And I, I think my like twenty twenty three thing is because I'm really big on like I only fuck with people that are honest, and like you're only s- as sick as the secrets you keep, and I can't fuck with anyone that doesn't tell the truth. But there's a lot of people out there that they are telling you the truth but they're lying to themselves they Correct. don't even know they're lying to you right you right. know what I'm saying yeah so how yes. do you get mad at someone who believes what they're saying is it's true, true but it's Sociopath. a lie you just <laughs> cut cut right. motherfuckers off that's all you can do so I've been told it was a quaalude I've been told it was a horse tranquilizer I've been told it's a da da da. and I guess I'll you know I'll never know because I think right. that what happens when you get older and you want to do forensics on your past just so that you because what we're doing is we're breaking ancestral cycles that's mm-hmm. what these podcasts are that's what you're doing. Like, you're stopping ancestral site. You're stepping in front of a train that left the station 2,000 years ago. It is going 5,000 miles an hour. And you're just like, fuck, it. no. I'm not letting my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to repeat what I saw. Like they, It yep. stops here. Mm-hmm. Right. The bullshit stops yeah. now. It yeah. wasn't your fault. We forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness, because we deserve peace. You did the best you could with the tools you had. The whole And also, when people are so mad at their parents, I'm like, what? Like. Like, it's just like the whole point of the next generation or the iPhone 13 after the iPhone 12, the whole point is that the next generation approves upon the previous. Correct. They have to be worse than us. That's the whole point. If we're the lucky ones that choose to stop the train at the station. Or, yeah, have the ability to, you know, have the awareness. And it's like, if you're able to engage your frontal I mean, I'm not going to say there's no excuse anymore to heal yourself, but I just did. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and I mean,
3: because there's so many tools available, like our parents didn't have the tools. So stop beating up on your parents not having the tools and go read Getting the Love You Want. Go read Harville Hendricks. Go read um, Gentle Path Through the 12 Steps. Go uh, do Al-Anon, CODA, ECA, ACA Big Book, Codependent No More. Like there's that- uh, General Theory of Love, Attached, Attachment Disorder. But like there's just no, it's out. It's all out. Listen to this podcast. It's all out there's, there. By the way, there's mm-hmm. 12-step program meetings on Spotify. Like uh-
4: there's, Don't you agree, though, that they should be for everyone? Like anyone can go.
3: It is one of the most. I mean, free medicine. It's free. Free medicine, and I think a lot of people, when they're like twelve-step programs, like, like, but I I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's just okay. You're right. You came from a family of dysfunctional people. Uh, that abuse you and you are just unscathed. Like there's uh, there's no way that you mirrored any. Or it's something called parent alcoholism, which is like if you're around alcoholism, like you absorb, you know, the alcoholic tendencies. But it's just going to show up other ways. Like, are you dating? Are you, you know, uh, uh, dating toxic people? Yeah. Are you chronically masturbating? Are you getting too much Botox? Are you, like it's going to come out? Are you you're eating? I mean, I had such wild eating disorder shit for so long. And I was just like, uh, a starting it maybe, um, you know, I don't know how to say it. I mean, I don't think I'll ever know exactly. I think we, a, a lot, there's a lot of an ancestral shit with this, you know. Um, uh, I grew up with a lot of religion, and you do like fasting, is that saying. And then, uh, you know, my mom was anorexic. It's very weird to say that. Um, and my dad, I think, had an eating disorder also. Um, he would like—, like uh, um inhale food. Like yeah. he never chew it. We just he would inhale and it was like it was um like that he would have the, the Elvis sandwiches. It was like the peanut, peanut butter, butter, peanut butter, mayonnaise, banana. Oh. And just inhale I, I mean like what? Yeah. He would um, you know, and like that's heartbreaking because he didn't uh take care of himself. He I'm like, how much do you hate yourself that this is what you're going to eat. And then, you know, he obviously got sick and they wouldn't go to doctors. They wouldn't, you know, stuff like that. So alcoholism also, it's like, you want to go, they're drinking, they're bad. Usually there's al present too. So the root of alcoholism is like, you know, we say like, uh, whatever you were using to self-soothe, right? You're at anesthesia. So if it was, let's say when you're 15, 16, you start drinking, you start using drugs, you start having sex, you start insert addictive behavior here, gambling, shopping, uh-huh. you know, um, whatever it is, what were you doing? Uh, uh, That's AANA, they cover 15 to now, right? But uh, uh, CODA, ACA covers uh, like zero to 15. What were you doing to self-soothe before you had drugs, alcohol? Was it food? Was it masturbating? Was it uh, fantasy? Was it intrigue? Mine was fantasy. So my primary addiction was fantasy. I would check out into fantasy. This is the most embarrassing thing I'll ever say, but we are only as sick as the secrets we keep by five or six I was already pretending I was a famous person and uh my self-esteem was so low that I had cast myself as the Oscar Mayer baloney girl I like that and I would <laughs> I would roll up baloney and like eat it like like it it, it was it's psycho I didn't because I didn't really have friends I didn't have toys I didn't have you know you know in alcoholic homes like there's just not um it's very adult in a way, like because their inner children were never loved either. So they don't have like the toys and the dollhouse and stuff like that. It's expensive. And, you know, one person, you know, mother that's had three glasses of wine and steps on a Lego, they're like, fuck these Legos. No more Legos. You know, it's a lot of that. So it's like because the parents don't have a tolerance for discomfort, they can't allow puzzles and shit like that, you know. And stuff that's hard to clean up. Or the attention to do it. And the supervision. And because if you have kids with Legos and puzzles, they're just going to put it in their mouth. You have to watch them. So they (laughs) do not provide the things that children necessarily need to learn uh, because it's too overwhelming for them, right? Because they're already at capacity because they're drinking and they're behind on the bills and they can't find their keys and et cetera, et cetera. You know, however, I did find out after um, my mom passed that I did have a little bit of a miracle happen to me, which is that I went to Montessori school, oh. which I didn't know about. And I wish it was uh, more of a, I guess it's an elitist thing. Uh, we, we we were kicked out for not paying the bill, but I did get to go for like a couple, like four or five months.
0: And Montessori is when you just, you know about it? Yeah. You, yeah it's this different form of play and how you learn and it's all like Wood, like natural. Yeah, all I see is wood yeah. everywhere. They're like churn their
3: own butter, yeah. and like everything is natural, right? Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, I think from what, I, yes, I'm sure. I, I I maybe didn't get to the butter, um, <laughs> butter <laughs> turning, turning part. Um, but it, from what I understand, and I think that it's something that you don't even need to be able to have to go to the school. F- I feel like it's something people can do in their homes with their kids, like you know. But it's you put out stations, uh-huh. right? right. And they, and it's basically, it's like you gravitate, you know, it's like paint with. Pa- paper, blocks yeah. with numbers on it. You know, it's stuff that it's just like, what does the kid instinctively go to? Mm-hmm. You know, like animal blocks. And then they get to go to that. And then the next day- It's
0: individualized. Okay. Child-led.
3: The child, see what the child gravitates to. And then the next day, you have another activity for them that's based on what they already gravitated toward. So it's like, they kind of chose what. But then they still have to, because But kids also have to learn, you have to do shit that you don't want to do sometimes. Right, right. Yeah, like right. that's what math class, it's like, we never use this. Well, yeah. But you use the fact that you stuck the landing and that's you right. had- A lot of jobs, you have to do stuff that you don't
0: think is... I mean, algebra, have I ever used it again? No, but there's the basics. But
3: but you learned how to... Uh, memorize solved. a useless skill <laughs> in order to succeed, right. which is a lot of work sometimes.
0: Well, Correct. I think that's
4: the muscle that needs to be sharpened is you stay mm-hmm. and you do this, whether you like it or not, in
3: order to build that muscle inside it ca- of and you. And also you learn a lot of lines for scripts right. and then you get to set and they go, we changed it all.
0: Right. And you have to re- And you went, I just it. learned a bunch of stuff that yeah. I'm never going to use. Yeah, the memory thing for sure, but they've changed it. So now they have a whole new system and like, you're not memorizing multiplication charts. You're actually learning the process to get to the answer, thinking it through or whatever. Uh-huh. Like I'm, I'm just watching this with my daughter now. It's like some new, and I'm like, well, that and the guy that well, here's oh, yeah. the guy that I'm with. Oh yeah, he didn't say. finish saying how you met him. Oh yeah, he was we'll a fan. get to that in yeah. a
3: second. It's such a ridiculous story. Um, but math, I think my story was for the longest time I'm bad at math. Mm-hmm. Women are bad at math. It's all we do is math. It's not true. It doesn't overwhelm you. It's not true. Mm-hmm. How I'm you're telling me, do you think you're good at math? I'm terrible. Okay, so you're telling me that you get your daughter to school, you get her into the freaking whatever thing, you get her to the doctor's appointment, you schedule out a week. You're wh- wh- Everything you do is math. You're constantly going, if I leave now, I'm going to be there in 20 minutes, and then I'm going to be able to stop, drop her off at the thing where to get her thing, and then I'm going to have to do this, and then I have to get my prescription. Organizing. It's so all you brain. do is math.
2: <laughs> but okay, All
3: you do is math. It's just time and scheduling, and that's also what acting is. You're going okay, and then I'm gonna pick this up at this word, and then I'm gonna step set on this yeah. mark. And I, I don't, I don't mean to ruin your day, but you're great at math. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. What a fucking buzzkill! It's <laughs> just like I know, like I don't, like I just think that we, we have these self-limiting beliefs that we're like, you know, if we weren't able to, uh, you know, pass calculus seven because it was taught to us boring, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it was. They were boring, and I started getting obsessed with um how numbers originated. So for me, anytime I'm bored with something, I just go to what's the, like, how did this originate? Right. So, uh, uh, I recently got super into math because I also like, that's all what standup is. I'm going, here's the joke that it off. I move this word here. And if I say this faster, like it's all math, right. Mm -hmm. That's physics velocity. Mm -hmm. If I do this joke and, uh, hit the ground on this, I'm going to get a bigger laugh. It's all that, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have to drive back to near where I live. That's just Freeway after freeway. <laughs> if you can, a woman that can drive in L.A. from Pasadena to Calabasas, you're great at math. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. But like
3: this kind of fascinated me recently. So it's like think about like when numbers were invented. Yeah. Like how was one invented? That they were, how do they decide one thing equals one? L- or like should be a one? Right. They
4: just looked at it and went one. We we'll looked at what? <laughs> looked at a rock. A rock. Yeah. You sure? No. <laughs>
3: So I'm like, they probably put a stick down. Yeah. And we're like, okay. Oh, it
0: looks like that's what that's, like a that's one. one. Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> what like I mean? A, you're like, you started at zero with the rock. Yeah, the rock, the rock at <laughs> yeah, zero. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. Okay.
3: This is one. I mean, the rock might have been for 10 or something. One and then the rock. You know okay. what I'm saying? So that helps me be like, oh shit. Like, like and then for a three, my new obsession is. Okay, so let's say you have two rocks, right? That look like this and this. They probably were like, "That's uh, uh, three. Like, how did they come up right, with it? Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, right, so right, I think right, the, right. Those are ways that we can just go, go, like, wait a second. This is very creative.
0: Yeah, math
3: yeah. is very creative.
0: Right, totally. It's art.
3: It is art because it's like you know, for you when you're on the accused and yeah, the show the accused and you have this line. Uh-huh. So then you have to go as an actress, you have to go, okay, I just said this line like this, and then I just said this line like this. And so now this character, I can't say this line. So that cancels out being able to say the next line, like the, this and this and this. Right. So it's all math. It's all like, how am I going to get, you know, from, because the beginning of the scene has to arc to the end of the scene. So mm-hmm. at the end of the scene escalates to this. By nature, the beginning of the scene, I have to do this. So that that's always like, it's the, it's uh, like the power of reduction. i mean, right. at the end of the scene, I have to say, you know, screw you. I'm never going to talk to you again. But at the beginning of the scene, I come in and I'm like, hey, honey. So I'm like, "Okay." so by, you know, halfway through the scene, I need to be here. But, you know, and like it's like uh, save the cat with writing scripts. Right. Yeah. When you're able to just like break it down and on um, page 50, you have to meet a new person on page, you know, 25, you have to state the problem. Like all we do is math. Right. Yeah.
0: But you're changing the perspective on it. So then that that's all. It know. just drives
3: me not, like all you're doing is going like you can with your kid, you can have this much broccoli and this much this and this much this and then you can't have too much sugar. It's all math. It's all math. You know, but I think this thing where women are like, we're bad at math. We don't get it. It's like all we do. We meet a guy. We're like, how big are your hands? How deep is your voice? How long is your dick? How many ex-girlfriends have you had? OK, that's four ex-girlfriends. You talk shit about right. three of them. This is a no. This <laughs> yes. is a bad this is equation. A no, <laughs> no, Uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you so true. You do not true. get to Pasco go uh, and collect $200. Oh, <sighs> And then you call me ma'am. So that's ne- We're constantly <laughs> adding and subtracting points. It's true. For people. It's, true. it's one big mathematical word equation. That's like life. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I think that I just, for me, it really set me free to stop leaning on my self-limiting beliefs of like, because they were like, you know, and I had to write them out when I was doing my uh, ACA step work, which is like, what are my self-limiting beliefs? I'm bad at math. I'm bad at relationships. I only date assholes. I only attract jerks. I don't. Uh, I'd be a bad mom because I had a bad mom, mm. you know. Like uh, I'm too tall to ever be the star of a TV show because all the actors are five one, <laughs> the men. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
4: Yeah, all your limiting beliefs. What do are, you do? Do you have self limiting beliefs? Fuck yeah. I don't. mean, I've done a lot of work on that. Like I went to school for two years and we focused every day on limiting beliefs. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you heard of USM? No.
3: It's What's, it's spiritual psychology, cool. But basically, because real psychology is a criminal, right? It's uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but what are we doing? Uh, like, what are we doing? Yeah, are you insane? Do uh, sorry, not, not you do. Um, <laughs> the fact that psychiatry has start, which I can't believe, I agree with Scientology about something. Um, <laughs> some <laughs> psychiatry, although Scientology is way you know worse. I have umbrella insurance. I don't care. Uh, I'm not scared of those motherfuckers. Fuck you. I fucking hate you, Scientologists. Come for me. I will fight you in the streets. (laughs) Most of my family is dead. You can't kill anyone I love anymore. I have looked into the maritime law. You are having children uh, and abusing them on boats. I'm coming for you, bitch. Also, everyone, stop trying to wonder where Shelly Miscavige is. Who gives a fuck? She helped build the thing. I hope she drowns. So, anywho... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're just like uh this podcast is now being uh 20 minutes. Um <laughs> psychiatry. Do you realize that men that invented psychiatry, it was basically for husbands to send their wives there to go like she's acting up and yeah, yelling at it, right? Me, oh yeah. Why fix her? She's why broken. is she laying down on a couch and you're behind her? Yes, looking down at her tip. Like, what are we doing? I think you can do psychiatry sitting up. The yeah. men aren't lying down. The men are talking to each other, you know. That's what it was there for, was to fix the broken
4: wives. Because their brains were broken. And then they'd just be like, oh, you don't have energy to get through the day. Let's just give you a little Adderall.
3: Right. But it
4: wasn't A little, ad- a like, lot.
3: PC. I mean, also, by the way, everyone's on fucking drugs in LA. I, we'll get to that in another time. So red flags, it's like tricky because we're like, here are the red flags. Also, it's like, make sure someone's not microdosing mushrooms every 20 minutes during the day. Like, right? you know what I'm right. saying? Right. Everyone's on. That's the other thing. The new alcoholism. I see a lot of people that like grew up in alcoholic homes and they're like, oh, I'm not going to repeat the cycle. And then I see them with their kids and they're, you know, stuck on their phones. Yeah. They're on edibles around their kids. They're doing the weed tincture drinks. And I'm like, y'all same shit, guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Same, same shit. Different just looks substance. different. Do you drink? Uh, I sometimes, but like not really, I, I it's just like not my thing. I just don't feel great. Like I, um, have a history of migraines. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my addiction is control. Uh, (laughs) and you know, I just, uh, I, I, I sometimes pretend to drink, like I'll order like a jalapeno margarita and I'll just like have it.
4: That's Rachel. That's me. Because yeah. I don't
3: want to be the person that's like not drinking, but it's just it's not my kink. And also, right. I work at night, and I like really like to have deep sleep. Like I'm in a place where I'm really trying to like work the muscle of like dreaming, mm-hmm. um, because I took sleeping pills for a long time and I didn't dream. Like mm-hmm. I was like on the road taking Nesta just because I do like 80 cities a year oh or my did God. for a while. So I just I don't want to drink um, because sometimes it messes with your sleep.
0: Yeah. But and yeah. you said you so your sleep has changed since you went off birth control. I. Um,
3: so I believe that I, some people that are, uh, either call it nocturnal, call it, you know, uh, you sort of get more energy at night. I think a lot of us like creatives do because that's when you can actually focus on stuff and not have people calling you and texting you and people aren't, you know, at night. Like, um, so I come alive at night. Um, I think it's part of the reason I'm a comic. I, th- uh, you know, I descend from night watcher DNA. So there were people in the tribes that were the night watchers who would stay up all night to protect the tribe at night super hypervigilant um ha, uh, i have misophonia like i can hear things really far away like synesthesia i kind of like see things in color and it really helped me to unlock a lot of my i was diagnosed with autism a bunch as a kid i was diagnosed with that oh yeah no well i mean i beat it let's be honest um <laughs> but like uh uh you know so it's like i mean i think every kid that i've met because we do equine therapy with uh kids that have been diagnosed with autism so and horses soon as they're around animals they have a lot to say but um you know, and they have these just superpowers, psychic, they can communicate with animals in ways that we can't. They understand like how to communicate with body language. You know, words are words fail most of the time. Most of our problems are words mean different things to different people, right? So when I say I'm your boyfriend and I say, I love you, and you go, I love you too, we haven't agreed on what the definition of love is. Like, we have different ideas of what that word is, right? You know what I mean? So it's like most of the conflicts I have in my life is like, I mean, they're trying to set a boundary or say something. And- the person is not able to, is not, which is why I think mago therapy has been so helpful too. Harville Hendrix invented it, which is like, okay, so I'm sure you know. So let's say we're in an argument and we're in love, we're in a relationship. Um, I'm going to repeat back to you what you said to me to make sure I understood what you said before I even respond. Right. So say something that you're mad at me about. Anything? Uh, you didn't flush the toilet. What I'm hearing is that I didn't flush the toilet and you're frustrated. Is that right? Right, right. I got it. Yes. Then I can say, I'm sorry, I flushed the toilet. Uh, I didn't flush the toilet. I know there's a water shortage in LA. And I think I was just like trying to be sensitive and I didn't realize you would be home. And then uh, you have to repeat back to me what I said.
0: That there's a water shortage and you go you well, like, what I'm
3: hearing is what like, I'm
0: hearing. Okay. So you whatever. do that. Yeah.
3: And then you can respond to that. Okay. Well, that's kind of like improv.
4: It, uh, <laughs> but. You, but wait, let me. No, it's reflection. It's making See, sure I,
3: you're receiving what the person is saying I, before. Because when you say I didn't flush the toilet, I just go, my brain goes, you're criticizing me. You're attacking me. Uh, I failed you. You hate me. You're going to leave me. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm bad and I'm dirty and I'm a pick. That's what I'm hearing. So I'm going to go, well, if you didn't fucking, you didn't pick up the dog shit. Right. And then it's a, now we're just competing. Or now we're just at odds. So
0: I've been in a relationship before where let's say I do that and I'm like, yeah, but this is the reason why, which Mm -hmm. is essentially what you're doing. It's like, no, but why this happened is because X, Y, Z. Then they turn it like you're just making excuses and you can't apologize. Well, because
4: that's not an—here's the difference, though. That's not an apology, right? Like one of the—I think, in my opinion, one of the most powerful ways to make an amends is to only say you're sorry and not give an excuse, right? Right, so they're and different things. They're different, okay. but you
3: also have to know what you're apologizing for before you do it. Right, because yeah. Because the worst thing you can do, I, literally a relationship ended of mine that was like a two-year relationship because his uh, love language is very, it's a vague, you know, but words of affirmation are were big for him. I think words are meaningless. Uh, I grew up on I love you. Someone that abused me went. I'm sorry I did that because I love you so much. Like uh, I'm sorry I did that, and then it happened again. So words just like kind of like mean not that much to me. Mm-hmm. I just want to see it in action. Like I'll know when you're sorry. I'll feel it. And also, we're actors. We're highly sensitive people. So when someone's like, "All right, sorry, I'm sorry," like so don't right. So then to, you're gonna yeah. Get, then you're gonna get an apology that's not a real apology. So it's like say what you mean, mean what you say. Don't say it mean. But it's also like you know if the way they're saying it is not congruous with what they're saying, then you have to accept the apology, even though you know they're not sorry. Right. Because they no. said it. So at my ex, something happened where I was setting a boundary and he got very upset and he was like, I just want you to apologize. And I was like, but I'm not sorry. So right. I can apologize. I I I've done my 10th step. I've talked through this. I've owned my part. I looked through all my character defects. Um you know, I was protecting my inner child with this boundary, and I cannot apologize for protecting her because then now I'm gonna set a precedent that I can't do this moving forward. So I can apologize for my tone. That's right. I'm, I am sorry for my tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have said it better. I apologize for um uh, being maybe hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I maybe didn't halt before I said it really? right now, I should have waited to set the boundary uh, until I was well rested, fed. Hydrated, you know, et cetera, But I, I can't. You're, I can't apologize for asking for it.
4: Yeah, and but that's
3: the that's the gold because then. I, but I can, I can sell it. I can apologize right now. But you and I will both know that I didn't mean it, and you accepted it, and this relationship is bullshit. Right. And I, I like, I just can't operate like that anymore. Because when we do that, when we apologize or say I love you just to make an argument go away. It corrodes the integrity of the relationship. And mm-hmm. it's just like it's just like it's not about if it's about when it's gonna end.
4: Yeah. We have a rule in my house, no apologies unless you're willing to change a behavior. Ooh,
3: love it. Yeah. And also I like no threats unless you're gonna carry it out. The, oh, so big if time. I if, if someone threatens me and says, Well, then I'm just gonna leave, I'm like, goodbye forever. That's right. Yeah. Threats, like that is a like bottom lines are good. Like cause like you can have red flags, but then you know. Some, a red flag when you first meet someone is different than, okay, now we're in a relationship, sorry, and I'm seeing things that I never could have seen in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, there are a lot of things where people are like, I should have seen the red flags. I'm like, nah, dude, there's no way. You cannot blame yourself for being in that relationship because that behavior didn't appear until you had been together for a year and the person started to... Have their default software come up? Are they started getting triggered because you were cohabitating? Like I see women beating themselves up. Like I should have seen the red flags. I'm like, nah, dude. There's no way. You know, sometimes the disappointing behavior doesn't come in for a year or two years. Yeah. Uh, George Haas says you can't truly know someone uh, until you've known them for two years and have gone through the four things: gone on a trip together, gone through a tragedy together, yeah. like a death together, like and seen them in all these different scenarios. So I'm the best girlfriend on the planet until we live together. <laughs> and then what I happens? I do do it because like I cohabitated with people that sexually abuse me, like footsteps at night, someone oh. coming in late. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like noises, sounds, like I have dogs. If you leave a fucking door open, like in a house of dogs, because I rescue, you know, p- very yeah. dangerous animals that I'm rehabilitating. And if one door, the number of, I almost lost this finger. i lost by my but ear yeah, you, my right yeah. ear got bitten off right what? so uh by a dog that you know so I take in uh dogs that uh pit bulls, and I don't like to say pit bulls, but staffies that are dog fighting rings and and exotic dogs that are trafficked in animals and so if you don't close the door behind you like that could mean I like lose my face right you know what I'm saying so it's like I I'm the most fun girlfriend in the world until you don't until you want to move in and can't close the door behind you why would you
4: lose your face if they don't close the
3: door? The because, dog.
4: Because if I... I know,
3: but I want to know how. Yeah, so if I have a do- if I have two female pits yeah. that are both so highly abused and I have, you know, one in one room and one in another room... She's going to go to how okay. to break it up. You leave a door open. Yeah. I don't know it's open. I'm going to come out of the other room, open the door to take one of them for a walk on a leash and the other one's running at me because you didn't close the door. Yeah. You know, it's happened to me many times. So you're just saying
0: certain rules or boundaries or whatever I, in, close the the door or b- yeah. in the household. If you went in a room... And the door was
3: closed when you leave the room someone didn't close the, the door, door <laughs> as you as you found it right you know it's like yeah. when you grow up on farms I mean you grow up, like you got to close doors behind you, you got to close stable doors you got to close gates behind like it's just like to me the way you do anything is the way you do everything right I, I say, say that, that every all day, the time, every so, all fucking the time. Day. so when the person you're with is like well it's just a toothbrush who cares you're like because next time it's gonna be my baby on the roof of the car
0: right
4: do you want to live with someone? No. Okay,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, ever. Uh, I, I, I would like to do it because I have like twelve acres, and I'm building out like a barn outside, and I do have a house that I've sort of found a way to like break
0: up mm-hmm. into it's, like. You, it's beautiful, and you definitely have it like working well. Like you have a workspace.
3: Yeah, I have. I have the space for my work. I have my podcast studio, which for anyone that uh, owns uh, whatever work you do, in a lot of states, you can write off your. You know, uh, uh, is a business expense your mortgage? If you work from your house, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's a lot of reasons to do that. But for me, I am, um, I am, not, I'm an introvert by nature. I love social uh, introvert. Though I know that sounds char- no, I know y- yeah. it's how you recharge. But it's all <gasps> I just learned this, which <laughs> is the, the definition the- of introvert. Isn't that you're like shy? It's that. When you socialize, it depletes you. Mm-hmm. Not because the people are depleting. You're depleting yourself because I, when I'm around people, I want to give them so much and I want to be so focused, whereas extroverts derive energy from socializing.
4: That's me. Really? I get higher from it. Yeah.
3: Does it have to be... Can you do it from someone you're not enjoying socializing with or does it have to be certain people? I try
4: my best to not ever do that. That's like, good, that, right. you know what I mean. Right. By the way,
3: don't even get me started on that. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I was on Prozac, and I was talking to my psychiatrist. It was only ten milligrams or something because I would walk away from conversations, and I never, I don't really have the um, uh, anything on the depression checklist. And uh, and I said, but the one thing is, like, I do when I w- have a conversation with someone, it's really hard for me to close the loop of uh, self-flagellation. It's like I've done been in you know ACA Alanon for twelve years, like I'm able to, you know. Uh, forgive myself and talk my inner child down. Because, you know, when I, you know, as a child, when you're raised by alcoholics, like sometimes you like have one shot to make your case for, I need something to eat or I need you to sign this permission slip. Or do you know what I'm saying? Like I have this thing where macaroni and cheese. Yeah. You're just like, and then they're like, you know, you're hungry. Oh, well, why don't you get another mother? Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. You just ate two days ago. You're like, That was two days ago. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, and then it's like, well, we don't have any food because you ruined my body. And I, like, you're just like, okay, never. I shouldn't have asked. It's like, you basically learn, like, and I've learned with women, it is just not worth, I couldn't have female friendships until like very recently because of growing up with an alcoholic, uh, an alcoholic home. Like, you don't really know as a kid, you go, oh, this, this thing she's drinking makes her go away Mm -hmm. Right. And after one glass, like I only have like 30 minutes before I lose her right, or whatever. And then uh, when she's not drinking, she's overwhelmed and she can never find her keys. And it's, you know, the whole you get where'd you put my keys? And you're like, you put them somewhere when you were drunk. So like everything's your fault. You know, Uh, it's a guilt system. Like, you know, but I have this theory that uh, the first time I uh, like when I was like, I don't know, four or five, like went out to like say hi to my dad. And he was like doing something, and I went out to be like, "Hey, like, could I maybe get some dinner and or whatever?" I said, and then I walked away, and I went, "That didn't go well." Oh, um. Oh. And then, but just but that's what we do. We go, "That didn't go well." Um, yeah. Okay, next time I'm going to be like, "Hey, Daddy." Oh, right. like you practice different things because you're rethinking everything you've just said or yes, how it was taken. Yeah. Okay, that didn't go well. Okay, next time I'm gonna 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 say, "Hey, Dad, Daddy, Dad." Like that's what my sister did. That worked last time. And as a child, you just start again, math,
2: doing all <laughs> kinds
3: of mental gymnastics and math to go, okay, this is how I get my mom's attention. This is how I get her to stop crying. This is how I get my dad to stop yelling. This is how I get my dad to stop being mean to my sister. This is how I get the permission. So, Like, it's just exhausting mm-hmm. the amount. And then we do that sometimes. Uh, it was a, you know, it's a a tool that worked really well when we were kids. And then we do it as adults where it's like, right. I'm hanging out with Rachel and I'm like, okay, she just had a margarita. So next time I'm going to get her margarita mix because It's like, no, no. Right. We right. Don't, I don't need to do anything like that, you know, and then sometimes you feel people doing it to you and I'm like, stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Go heal yourself. Yeah. Like when someone I'm like, hey, um, I'd love to go to dinner. You want to go to dinner? Uh, Seven o'clock Friday. And they're like, oh, yeah. Sh- are you sure?
4: No, we're not. It drives me. fucking nuts. Not- yeah. Dude, right.
3: When someone's like, I'll give them something and I'll be like, oh, do, you can have my coffee. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm not. You just called me a lying asshole. Right. Well, you did that, but obviously your parents would give you, or someone gave you stuff and then got mad at you for taking it or something. There's mm-hmm. something there. Or There's or, a there there. uh kept score. So, or here's a candle. And then uh, uh, three months later, I got you a fucking candle and you didn't come to my birthday. And you're like, I didn't realize that came with strings attached. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that, but also, um. oh yeah. So I was having this problem where I would talk to people that I didn't even like, frankly. And i leave and i go, like, why'd you say that? I'm so stupid. 40 minutes. Like, you should have said this. Like, why would you bring up the fact that you're doing that TV show? Like, why are you bragging to this person? They must think you're such an asshole. Why didn't you ask them about their, how they're doing? Whatever. And like, I don't... These are people that I don't want... You don't even Any actually kind care of about them.
0: relationship with. Not
3: even caring. It's just I'm at capacity. Mm. Right. And I'm mad at myself for not making them fall in love with me. Right. Right. That is a very classic adult child of an alcoholic Everyone thing, has yeah. to be in yeah. love with me. Yeah. And then I make them fall in love with me. And then we're like, do you want to hang out? I'm like, I don't have time to hang out with this <laughs> person. <laughs> so I always, I said to a friend of mine, I was like, we were talking about the other day. Like stop putting your spell on people. yeah, because it'll work. Yeah yeah stop right. Stop
0: intoxicating them Stop entertaining them. stop making them laugh. just like quit it. But I think I do I that even applies with like dating too with guys like you're not interested yet you still need them to like you and want to hang out with you. My new thing,
3: yeah, is the first three months of relationship show them your worst. And then if you get past that, now I'll do, now you'll get the tap dancing and the dazzling and the kegels and the yeah. tushy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's not, you know, I, I, I just, and then with guys it, or and girls with relationships, it's uh, uh, we're always splitting the bill until we're exclusive. Oh, uh, that's just, your uh, That's role. a bottom line for me and my love addiction recovery. Why, why explain yeah, that? Because I think that most people, it's not their fault. Um, and men in general, I did a special where, uh, I was, uh, had a sex robot built about myself,
2: you're uh, a of myself,
3: that. Yeah, but it was really, imp- I, uh, was on sex robot owners, uh, and sex doll owners, like chat rooms for like six or seven months. And I think most people would think like, oh, they're creeps, they're weirdos. Like, I gotta be honest with you. The men that have sex dolls are such better <laughs> And that's how you met
0: the guy you're dating that now. Is way to round out the story.
3: <laughs> um, he bought my se- Well, we're not dating. He's with my sex robot yeah. now. They are uh, doing great. Um, uh, she has much more emotional uh, bandwidth than I do. But um, uh, and a lot of them, they're on there. And the reason they get sex robots is like they're like, uh, you know, they just got out of a uh, relationship. They're broken hearted. They don't want to fall in love with a new woman. They're afraid of getting hurt. Or they can't afford to have a girlfriend. Like they can. wow. okay. can't take it. It's girl a lot. Out. A lot of them are handicapped, they're in wheelchairs, they're vets, they're truck drivers, you know, stuff like that. Right. I'm sure, there's some that get them and just immediately throw them off of a roof for fun. I mean, I'm sure that happens. But um, I think that I just never want, especially given the fact that I think I'm known as maybe being financially solvent, I just never want a, anyone to money to play. I just money is so you split it, but do you would you let them just pay? I'd rather not. Okay. And I think there's something really hot about being like, you know, it'd be really hot if we split it and that you didn't need to show me you have money because you think you don't you want to prove to me that you're not gonna take mine. Mm. Like I trust you. Like it let's is. do this trust fall together. Mm-hmm. Like but would you be fine you you I only won't be split. on top during sex but I will like, <laughs> it is hot to me to be like, let's like split this. And yeah. if just as like a weird little experience, I'm uncomfortable asking, you're uncomfortable saying yes. Like, let's just do this. This is so much weirder than butt sex, dude. This is like gnarly intimacy. Like that's <laughs> yeah, see how they react. That's like kinky. Yeah. You know, it's like, have you ever really like, broken up with someone and the way they handled it made you want to stay with them?
0: For yeah, sure. That's a, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that's perfect. Like, yeah,
3: yeah, you're like, wait
0: a minute. S- so yeah. think this. So it's also
3: <laughs> like, I'm just going to see if we can split it, just to see if I feel safe enough to ask for that and to see your reaction, because money's going to be weird with us, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be weird. Well, that
0: brings up the power dynamic thing too. I think in you in your relationship. So we started to talk about like, how is that for you? And like, you know. Yeah. It, does it create like yeah. a weird space or is it just you date people that can handle it or? I just think everyone's got it. I don't like everyone's got a power dynamic thing. I mm-hmm. mean,
3: it's also like I, I don't know the metrics and I'm not one of those people that um, uh, pretends they know like statistics, you know, like uh, like guys now or just podcasters. They like, look like 98 percent of people have never been to Italy. And you're like, where did you get that <laughs> statistic? You know what I mean? Um, but I think now women have more college degrees than men now. Uh, women are primary breadwinners, I think, now uh, over men, I think, in general. Really? I mean, after the pandemic, who fucking knows? I don't think anyone's uh, making any money uh, and everyone's in a nightmare. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, we are very, um, we're like in a bubble over how people are in relationships. You know, all my friends back home, like they're in bad marriages and stuff. I'm like, why don't you leave? And they're like, because we can't afford, to we own the house together and this is our only mm-hmm. asset. Like mm-hmm. we can't afford to break up we can't afford to get divorced. Like, I can't, like, we have kids. Like, what's going to, you know? So I think a lot of people have to stay in relationships that they don't want to be in or they get in relationships they don't want to be in because, like, what choice do they have? They need a roommate. They need someone to split the rent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know so many people that, like, after dating someone for three months, they're so, like, we're going to move in together. And I'm like, I think that's a bad idea. And it's like, well, I don't have any money. So, and neither does he, so we have to. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, we all have been there, you know? So um, I think that, Everyone kind of goes through this, even though it might not look the way ours does. Maybe it's not like, this girl got a syndicated TV shows, and she's a stand-up comedian, and she's emasculating the guy that's the, you know, segment producer on Fallon that she's dating or whatever. It could be, you know, she's the manager of H&R Block, Pensacola, and she's dating the guy that uh, charges for extra guacamole at Chipotle. Like, they're going to have the same weird sex shit and power imbalances that we have, you know, with male actors. Uh, hey, male actors, how about act <laughs> like we didn't emasculate you? It's so funny to me that famous actors don't know how to like act like men when they're not on camera or like act like you um, uh, know how monogamy works. Um <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, act. Like, you win prizes for your acting. Like, maybe just don't only do it for money. Um, uh, Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, I think the power dynamic stuff, it's, like, for me, it's just, like, I'm not going to make myself small. I did it for a long time. It just, I would do it if it worked. It just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So, uh, my thing is, like, the more, like, the bigger and louder and more authentic, I'm just going to attract the person that is into that, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think I've done that. I'm also... um, uh, seeing a girl at the moment, which is new, first time for uh, if not the first time I've uh, girl ha- and guy. Uh, yeah, okay, a man and a sir. A man, a man, man and is a sir. sir. She, yeah, okay. it's, and it's also it's like it's I'm not like look at me I'm polyamorous I don't that's no nah I don't do that that's not real
0: you're just dating casually I'm just and like my mom just died I'm on yeah. birth
3: control I'm in my <laughs> rum springer. And I had such, you know, I think when your mom is alive, I mean, it's like if it's not one thing, it's your mother. It's just like you're always someone's child until your parents pass. And I can't even um, uh, comprehend, like I don't even know how to express the number of things I never did and didn't even realize I was too scared to do them because I didn't want to have to tell my parents about it. Or, or let them know about it, the jokes I didn't tell on stage, the people I didn't date, the things I didn't wear, the trips I never went on. Like, I didn't even know mm-hmm. this, like, invisible prison I was in with the codependence of my uh, mom. And I was in 12 years of ACA Al-Anon. And, I mean, this is also a woman that I went to make my amends. Uh, I made amends to her. Uh, and she added things. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm sorry I lost my temper, and she's like, "Well, what about the time?" And I was like, "Okay, um, you know, so you just—that's funny. You don't. It's like what you say when you say, um, you don't know when you're in a relationship. Like you can't see it till you're out of mm-hmm. it.' I think sometimes if our parents, our primary caretakers, uh, were, you know, under the influence of, you know, their frontal lobe not working because of their addictions, you know, it's also it, addicts. No one wants to be an addict. No one wants to be a bad mother. No one wants to be a bad father. Fo- like no one wants to." not be able to get their kid to school because they're drunk. Like, no one wants that for themselves, you know? And then we get mad at these people that, you know, like, shame is what drove our parents to drink and anesthetize. And then we're like, fuck you, you were a bad father. It's like, well, that's not going to do much. Well, it does a little bit of enforcing the habit and pattern is all it does, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's also, it's just like, you know, and then they're going to go, well, I need to go drink because I need to deal with the fact that my daughter just told me I'm a bad father. Exactly. You know, so it's like one of those things where it's like, when can we, uh, you know, it's so funny, so many, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but uh, in LA, a lot of guys have started to go to therapy and they're using it to justify why they can't be monogamous. Oh, and shut up. What? When they're <laughs> like, so I went to therapy and like exes and they're like, so I went to therapy and I'm like, okay, where is this going? Normally people that are in therapy, they don't like tell everyone, like, Just have pets are open early. Be about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's just like part of life. Yeah. 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 Like, okay. Like, like, did you go to the gym today? I'd love to hear about that too. Like, (laughs) but just like out of nowhere, uh, exes feel like they can call you if they've started going to therapy to tell you all the things they just realized they (laughs) did right.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or that
3: the things they did to you weren't their fault. Like they just learned about blaming their dads. Yeah. <laughs> and they want to be like, hey, so that's so, time I yeah. cheated on you with that stripper. Like, well, what I realized was that my dad never threw the baseball with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I then it resulted in me not being able to uh, be intimate with you and monogamous. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me when you were 38 years old and you had sex with that stripper, it had nothing to do with her being hot or beautiful or you, it was just your dad didn't play baseball. So you had to make her the catcher and you're the pitcher. Like, She's what? the mitt. Right. No, that wasn't your dad's fault. Yeah, you're, that was your dick. He, just, <laughs> he did a lot of things wrong, but that was not, that was your fault. Yeah, Fire That wasn't the it. The therapist that you just pretended you went to go by,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> you know? So it's like, I think therapy in, in, can also make people
0: sicker sometimes.
3: I know. I, I, well, I so do too.
0: I've seen it like where someone is addicted and they're going or if they're doing all the different meetings and whatever, that's another addiction. Yeah. And It's, it's just so like, they bought a
3: part in Fight Club. Oh yeah. Oh. Best movie ever. But also that's okay because I believe that when you are uh, uh, suffering from an addiction, the best next step, if you would like to heal, is to at least uh, get a healthy addiction. So a lot of people when they right. get sober, they go to CrossFit, they go to they're running. They're marathon runners. Like, better than driving drunk with your children. Mm-hmm. Like, better. Still an addiction, yes, because then it's like, well, now I'm addicted to running. It's like, better. Who cares? Better, yeah. than, better. than addicted to drunk drunk. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So then it's like, for me, now I believe that my primary addiction is probably my workaholism. And it's a tricky one because you get so rewarded for it. It's the addiction where people give you, like, money and prizes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a hard one to kick. I did, by the way, go to a workaholic synonymous meeting once in L.A., and uh it started at six. Everyone showed up at seven thirty. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're like, oh, sorry. And we're like on our laptops. Like, Stop like, one second. <laughs> and we go in. And there's a lot of very successful people there, you know, in our business, and ones that we hadn't all met each other. And literally, went, oh my god, hi, I'm, I'm waiting. I love your work. Uh, <laughs> like you're, they were like, you're not allowed to say that at a Workaholics Anonymous meeting. <sighs> it's like saying like I love your personality on cocaine. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it's my favorite, you know. So then we're doing, and there was like, so, there was a bottom line that someone had, and I really um, related to this. Of a woman said, "I will get up to pee when I have to pee." When I'm working, I will, if I'm writing it in a zone, I will not pee. Mm. I'll feel it. And I kind of am like, yeah, I haven't gotten it. Like I get
2: sick. Like Like, this is how hard I'm. I'm
3: not even going to take two minutes to pee. And then my brain goes, this is so dark. I'm getting ahead because other people, I'm, I just gained
0: do you know what like I'm saying? 30 yes. seconds on that yeah, Because yes. They're fucking pissing.
3: Yeah, I yeah. Uh, they're pissing, so I'm ahead. Same thing with holidays yeah. when everyone's oh. ho- that's when I work because I'm like okay, ah, hey. <laughs> I'll, do- I'll, I'll 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 donate to the Martin Luther King thing later, but this is my fucking day to you know everyone else is out there you know barbecuing and I'm getting ahead like I, there's so- and then when I do nap or pee uh, not as much anymore my brain would go like I'm falling behind guilt I'm yeah. falling behind guilt okay. you know. And so, but the Workholics Anonymous meeting, it was a fascinating hearing. There were there were people saying that, you know, one woman had like a boutique and she would leave it uh, after her husband went to sleep. She would go back to work, it, like to whatever, and then wow. come back in the morning. Instead of going to the casino to gamble or going to cheat, she would go back to work secretly. And yeah, then she, she was she- like sneaking it. Mm-hmm. The crafting. There was a woman who was addicted to crafting. I know I did snip. I did laugh. It was a bummer. That's a she leaf. was like, so um, I'm doing pretty well. I haven't crafted in two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> Like it was bad. She's that like, would I ha- be you. She Rachel. was like, I haven't scrapbooked in two months. And everyone's like, and I was like, ah, like it was bad <laughs> because it was just like the idea of just being like, I hey, <laughs> have to scrapbook. But that's how it's like, you know, it's, you know, environment, um, whatever genetics loads the gut environment pulls the trigger it's all the same yeah our, da- our our dopamine receptors can't hold dopamine the same way that's all an addiction is and it's like it's kind of a crapshoot who gets sex who gets intrigue? who gets i mean you can't tell by birth order by nurture by whatever but it's just like it's just as harmful this woman crafting and scrapbooking was just as damaging to her life as right. someone who was doing ketamine street ketamine you know she lost she's her husband. She lost she's consumed by it. She lost it's, her yeah. apartment because she was spending all her money at Michael's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just so cute.
0: I know. It's <laughs> you. picture. I picture not, the cutest human. How old was she? Mm, You're like she I'm was in her 40s, probably.
3: Okay. And then I just seen a visual. Another thing we do as workaholics is that um we don't have hobbies and we turn our hobbies into businesses. Yeah. Or jobs. Like we can't not do it. Not a bad
0: thing though. Not
3: not always, but we also have to, like something I'm finding that is really um damaging to the comedy community is that the way that comedians used to kind of stay sane is we would attune to each other and have conversations in the hallway being like, Oh yeah, I just went to this club and did that guy grab your ass and did this guy do that? You know, it's just like it's such a weird ecosystem. Um and then we started monetizing those conversations in podcasts, which has been great. But we also stopped having them off camera. So like, we'll see each other and we'll be like, oh, dude, man. Yeah, I'm like really depressed about this thing. And we'll be like, save it for the pod. Save it. Right. Yeah. It. You know, but on the pod, we're not really talking. You know You're what I mean? You're not doing the, yeah. So it's present like present moment. To, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, I just rescued two more horses. And then I'm, for me, just and my sister. And then I'm like, you know what? This horse would be perfect for the equine therapy program. Okay, somebody. Okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to buy four. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like, and then um, I was one time in an ACA meeting and uh, uh, this girl was like, so um, I just got a new hobby. And everyone started dying laughing because we know, we know what that means. What is ACA? ACA, adult child of alcoholic. Uh. It just basically means that all of the. Character defects slash superpowers that you um, developed to survive an alcoholic home—you're still using them as an adult, and they're no longer uh, helpful. They're a liability, you know. So it's like the three M's: mothering, micromanaging, martyring. That really worked as a kid because you had to be like, "Hey, mom, we got to get to school. Hey, here's the here, mom. Here's your drink." And now you're doing it with your boyfriend at 30, going, "Hey, here's your drink. Let's go." And he's like, "Why the fuck are you yelling at me?" You know what I mean? And you're like, just so used to doing that, you know, Uh uh what's on your shirt? What's this? Like whatever iteration sort of it looked like. Right. Um, And uh, you would get that. So I was magnetically attracted to people that I had to rescue. I defined my self-esteem through my productivity and usefulness. Um, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror in my eyes. Like I had so disassociated, like just kind of it's a lot. Don't take care of yourself. Like you take care of people that you don't even like, but you haven't been to the dentist in four years. You know, like you're making meals for everybody, but you're not eating yourself. All that shit. We eat in the car. We eat yogurts with no spoon on the run, all that shit. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, but the hobby thing you're saying
3: is like, oh, well, more horses. And then like, <laughs> and she went, oh, I got to do a hobby. And we were all like, there oh, we go. She went, so I started knitting. Um, I now have a Etsy store yeah. um, <laughs> and I don't know how to stop <laughs> because I got all these orders <laughs> and I just realized I don't even really like knitting. Uh, no. You know, so that's like, we as women, it's, it's so cool that we can turn anything into a business. In-hmm. But I think that, We actually have so much, I think that women, I'll say that, and other, like, you know, everyone right now, we have so such boundless potential and so many opportunities now with, like, Etsy and YouTube and podcasts that, like, you know, it's cool that we can turn our awesome superpower to, you know, making these coasters for people's, of people's kids, you know, into a business. But we also sometimes have to go, like, I have four jobs, (laughs) Um, and I'm just, the thing that was, uh, I was using to calm me down. Uh, is now stressing Mm me. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we just take on an impossible amount uh, and because we were able to handle an impossible amount when we were kids. Yeah. Well, also because it's more comfortable. It's also a way to uh, check out and not have to uh, uh, socialize and be around people. I'm so busy. I'm so busy.
0: Well, so what, so I know you, you talked about this when I was on your show and you talked about this openly that you froze your eggs when you were younger. Got uh, 33. 33. Yes. Great time. That's and just such a, a good number. Is, <laughs> 33. I agree. Yeah. I had my kid at 33. Yeah. I think maybe. I, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Got pregnant 32. And then she was born 33. But so, you know, you want to add that to your life.
3: I think so. I think I did it like, you know, and this is why I think it's so I, I really talk about it a lot more not because I'm like, guys, I froze my eggs. Let's talk about my uterus and my future. I think it's also like I try to talk about it a lot because um, there's no other way that we're going to get uh, corporations to cover it for their employees. I think Google maybe does it now. Facebook apparently does it. Because it's really expensive. So it's yeah, not, not like anyone Yeah, Facebook can... freezing my eggs, though. Give me right. the cash <laughs> and I'll go myself. Like, uh-huh. you're not setting up... We're not doing it in-house Right. Um, at, with these, you know, Google. Um, so it's more... Yeah, it's very expensive. Not only financially, but also emotionally and time-wise. So I wrote about in my book my egg freezing experience because it made me so angry that, you know, you have to, it's a three-month process. Like, Mm -hmm. you got to go and get sonograms. You're putting needles in your body. Like, I was on tour. You have to, I had to carry the needles in a refrigerated bag through TSA and convince them it wasn't fucking, you know, heroin. I mean, they probably looked at me and assumed it was Botox, but um, (laughs) I had to, given myself shots and, you know, like fucking Cincinnati. Like, it was just, and then I had to drive to his office every other day because you have to make sure that they're growing at a certain rate. And I'm like in three hours of traffic. And I'm like, I was promised I could have it all. Like, because we talk about sexism and Hollywood. Like, nothing's more sexist than biology, dude. Like, it's biology. Yeah. Like, men didn't build our bodies to rot. Slowly rot. That's, that They didn't yeah. do. We're the one thing they didn't build. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? This is how we evolve. Like, be mad at evolution. Dark, I don't know. So... Um, I just did it to take the pressure off because I think we all have this internal timeline where it's like the older we get, the lower – the more we lower our bar for people, right? So like at at 30, you're like, I know who I am and like, I'm not going to date a man whose, you know, credit score is seven, you know? And then by like 36, you're like – Okay, you know, like I've got good credit. I, you know, what I mean? you start to just lower your bar, uh-huh. and I found myself doing that. And yeah. uh, Natasha Leggero and I were on the set of a movie called This Means War. It was a Reese Witherspoon movie, mm-hmm. and Dana Fox was the writer on it. And she was like, you know, she's gone through some fertility stuff, and she was just like, you need to freeze your eggs. And we were just like, mm, okay. And she was like, you need, and she was like showing me pictures of like. Like, she is why I did it. Like, another woman, like, yelled at me to do it. And I was yeah. like, I have the time in the world. Like, what do you mean? It's like, and I was very much like, I rescue dogs. So, like, having my own baby would be like having a dog from a breeder. Like, I was just, like, in my own shit. And I didn't think I wanted to be a parent at all. Because I was like, I'm too fucked up. And this is what I come from. And there's no way I won't repeat what I saw. And if I have a kid with a man that is, like, five minutes late, one day I will take the kid and he will never see them. Like, I am just so black and white about that shit. Like, I didn't have a ability to be flexible or forgiving yet. Like, I was right. so rigid in my belief systems. And then I didn't want to pass that rigidity on to my kid because that's what I had. And I didn't trust myself to not produce a bunch of adrenaline when pregnant. I didn't want to produce an adrenaline addict the way that, you know, like stressing out over being pregnant can actually be the worst thing you can do for your kid. I'm going to stress out about how Call my pregnancy going to be here whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I just did it kind of more because I was like, okay, I'm going to get some jokes out of it. I'm a comedian. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'm not going to lie, I'll do things just to like get, <laughs> get a joke out of it. I go on dates just to get a joke out of it. Like guys, I go on a date with a guy and feel like, I just, you know, I don't think this is a match. I'm like, I only went on a date with you for a joke, dude. You know, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like just whatever. Like I was on Rye, I was on Tinder, just to get a joke. So I did it and um, I instantly felt like this weight taken off that was like, okay, I thought I had five more or like even two more years to have kids. Now I have 10. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's it. Now I'm not dating, you know, guys with, you know, v and tattoos that say breathe. <laughs> like I can just kind of, and then I took a year off from dating and a year off from sex. I just like did a full year off. Like, How'd that feel? No dating, no sex. It was amazing. It was amazing. Like, I just went to, like, doctors and dentists. And then that's when I realized I really had a, a pretty hardcore, like, love addiction thing where <laughs> I just didn't know how to not be in a relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, if
3: someone wanted to date me, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be with this guy for two. I, like, I did not know how to say no to someone that wanted to date me. Like, I just it like didn't occur to me that I, like, had a choice in the matter. Right. <laughs> but then I also felt very comfortable being in bad relationships because that meant it would never work out. Yeah. And I never had to, like, worry. There's no pressure. It. No pressure. Yeah. Complete. And then I kind of had this thing that was, like, adversity is good for me, and I'm going to get jokes out of this, and, like, whatever. So I just had to, like, deal with my own toxic shit and take responsibility for, like, my part in all of yeah. my failed relationships. Not that any relationship should succeed have succeeded by that point, even if they were amazing people. But um, for me, I just kind of, like, really wanted to um take time to, like, heal myself. Mm-hmm. And I think my story was that I was very healed because I was successful. You know? Two different things. Uh-uh not even close. I actually think I was like further wounded Yeah. By yeah. It, you know? And then I started getting really paranoid that, you know, and then I, I did have people use me. There are male gold diggers out there, you guys. Um. This is called equality. It happened. Take the win.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, dated some,
3: I know. It's was like, someone's was like, you know, that guy's a star fucker. I'm like, does that mean I'm a star? You're like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, so went through like a lot of that. I got like really paranoid. A lot of like you know, halfway through the relationship, like, can you read my script? Can you produce the show? I want to be a stand-up, blah, 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 the whole thing. Um, Like, got engaged. That didn't, you know, pan. But I think for me, um, I feel a very strong uh, pull to adopt from Appalachia, which is where I'm from from. It's where the opioid crisis is. There's like 7,500 kids that have been born addicted to opioids and they're in foster care. And it, like, it's, like, drives me bonkers. I can't handle it. You shouldn't have told me
4: that today. Sorry. Yeah. I mean,
3: it's like it's kind I'm of like, like I'll go get one. Yeah. But it's it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a nightmare. No, it's uh, it's absolutely heart It's heart-rancy. like a actual nightmare. Yeah. So it's like uh, adoption was sort of. You know, I, I also don't need to have kids. Like, I am so happy with my animals. I am such a good auntie. I'm such a good godmother. Like, I have a goddaughter. Except for the crib. <laughs> for, except for— Okay, the crib. <laughs> I— In my house, because I think a lot of workspaces, and I'm really also trying to uh, figure out how to move forward with something I like to call, like, humane Hollywood. And, you know, instead of at the end of every production it's saying no animals were harmed in the production of this, which I don't think any animals should be in production. It's a different conversation. But, uh— no humans were harmed. How about no humans were harmed in the making of this production? So it's like we're not making productions so that women um, that have kids can actually work on them. And Please. the only productions I want to work on is moms because they get shit done faster. They can manage time totally differently. <laughs> they they can diffuse any conflict on set. If people are arguing, they're just like, Do you need a water? <laughs> Do you need a, you need a, you grino- need a snack? Gina, you know, here's a granola. You bar. Need a sl- Do you want to go lay down for yeah. 20 minutes? Like they handle it and everyone's home by five. <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? so it's like
3: yeah uh, if moms aren't on set we're there till two in the morning <laughs> so it's like so I'm also trying to build in my house because I had people working in my house on the on the OnlyFans roast a room that has a crib a babysitter uh, uh two bunk beds like toys Hell yeah. a, a camera so that they, not, not for me I don't look at it it's connected to their phone <laughs> I'm not filming babies in my house um that aren't mine uh, and, like, just figuring it out. So I have a bunch of friends, like, moms, like, that I work with that are, like, helping me, like, figure out how to do it. And my my crib was a miss. The the vintage <laughs> crib uh, covered in leprosy that I got off Etsy uh, <laughs> was a miss. Yeah. <laughs> what is the OnlyFans thing? OnlyFans Rose. So to me, um, I, it's taken me a long time. Uh, is that, you showed me a clip when you did a Lauren Michaels joke. Was that from the OnlyFans Yeah, Rose? yeah, right? yeah. I don't know. I might cut it. I'm scared. It was basically I'm scared. I mean, look, these roasts are, you know, I'll try to be concise as possible. You know, I would participate in the Comedy Central roast. I think everybody misses the roasts. I think everybody is kind of sick of this bullshit, like uh, safe comedy. Like we're all going to walk on eggshells because of 2000 people on Twitter that weren't comedy fans in the first place. Cancel culture is not real. It's never been real. It's actually the best thing to happen to comedy. Um, there's eggshells on the floor again. There's tension again. Three, four years ago, there was no way to shock or surprise anyone. True. There was a pee tape from our president where we're looking at, you know, uh, inside the anus of Stormy Daniels on CNN. I mean, there was no way to shock anyone as a comic. And actually the only way to, you know, shock anyone was to be sort of like clean at that point, you <laughs> yeah. know? So, you know, comedians, it's always our job to surprise people, you know? And there's this infantilization of, of, of just... Uh, consumers at the moment of like, we can't say this and we can't say this. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, yeah, no more rape jokes. No, no more rape jokes. If you're a rapist, you can't make a rape joke. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you can't tell women that have been raped. They can't cope the way that they cope because there's a huge mass healing. Like I don't really do rape jokes or anything now, but when I first started, it was like, you know, I was like, didn't really, I was kind of like trying to find my bearings. And I was trying to neuter myself and you know, I didn't and I would do rape jokes a lot and uh, like stupid ones. I was doing like one liners like um, uh, uh, I've never been raped because uh, I just don't say no. Uh, right. I'm unrapeable, like stupid shit like that. Sure. You know, I did abortion jokes that were just more like, I really love my abortion doctor. He really like brings out my inner child. <laughs> <gasps> Like, he really brings out the kid in me. Like, stupid shit like that. And then people come up to me and be like, this is the first time I've ever laughed about my assault. It's the first time I've ever laughed about it. Like, if people get upset, that's fine, too. Comedians, it's our job to polarize. Right. Yeah. We've always been polarizing. Like, it's our job to be, like, loved and hated. And yeah. the people that hate us are just looking in a mirror, and they'll figure out what you laugh. What We show you what you laugh at and what you get angry about, because then you get to learn about yourself. Okay. You know? It's, like, just the magic trick that we do. You know? So it's, like... I'll be on, still, on stage. I'll be talking about something totally benign. I was doing jokes about like uh, the dangerous. To- Everyone's complaining about phones with kids. It's like they're so dangerous. Like uh, we used to play with fucking like matches. Yeah. Um, we used to put our fingers in light sockets. <laughs> uh, we we used to play on something called a seesaw, where you would like catapult the other child like into the air, uh, and then when it was just we used to play on fucking um, monkey bar. We would just hang. Remember. Um, What were the things? It was scaffolding. What was it? Uh, What was it when you would climb, like, those things that were built? gym. Oh, yeah. We would climb to the top (laughs) of— It was scaffolding. It was just metal bars uh, hanging upside down in the air. Like, 20 feet up. No (laughs) ab strength. No plan to get up. And then our playgrounds were asphalt. I mean, they were little pieces of gravel. I mean, we saw injuries that kids never walked— straight we had casts like when is the last time you saw a kid in a cast i have to. it doesn't we used to have half the kids in my grade would have a cast from the foot like a to the yeah. dick like a whole <laughs> cast you know what i'm saying kids had metal bars oh my from, god yeah uh, you know what i'm saying their elbow like, to we the spend waist the first 45 minutes of school signing cast. signing yeah, yeah. Like, you know what i mean the kids are safer than they've ever been <laughs> you know so comedians we kind of like say shit like that and it, everyone's like i don't know that's challenging the paradigm we don't like this but it's like the truth is probably somewhere in between. I'm not right. You're not right. The truth, like the truth is probably somewhere in between, you know, but I think that perspective makes us all go like, okay, maybe I can worry a little less about the phones because my kid is not getting, you know, uh, severed in half by a merry-go-round. Right. The way the kids used to, you know? So it's like, I think that, you know, and like the privacy obsession with privacy, like the privacy and the, the Alexa is talking and we can't have our data. Like someone's going to say like, we used to have a We used to have a um, a book full of everyone's phone numbers and home addresses, and they would just throw it at your house. (laughs) Okay, like the Mm -hmm. shit. Like this is what comedians do best: is just going like, you don't have to worry as much as you're worrying. It's our job to go, don't panic. We're actually doing better than we've ever done.
2: Like, don't drink
3: the Kool Aid, you Mm -hmm. know. So it's like that's what. But then people sometimes go have such a vested interest in the phones are dangerous because my son, got in an accident on his phone, and you're like, that's. That's you. That's, that's you, man. That's yeah. your parenting. But you kind of have to, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's
4: happened to me when I've gone to comedy shows and I've had to check myself huh? and be like, ooh, okay, that that hit me somewhere. Uh-huh. Right? And then what I have to think I is- I got defensive. Yeah. Or it, it triggered something in me that's my shit. Sure. Right? But then you have to sit and look around and be like, well, everyone else is laughing. Right? And whatever they say next is going to trigger Like- it's hot potato. You cannot control thousands and thousands
3: of people and what they're going to be reactive to. Also, you might not need to laugh as much as them because you're more healed. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like comedy and entertainment is not for people who have had the resources and the time to necessarily heal themselves. These are people that are coming to be like, my life is such a nightmare. I just need to feel good. Well, it's actually my favorite to thing to do. R- watch <laughs> comment, comment, yeah. Because By the way, for smart people, it's like really smart people <laughs> yeah. and really um, uh, people like I just my wife and I are we are this far from a divorce and this night is like we need to laugh. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so not everyone needs to laugh. Right. You know what I mean? To Some people uh, get to laugh all day. Yeah, from the jobs that we do, and then we go see comedy, and we're like, okay, I've already laughed today with real like this is not what I wanted to hear. Now you're just making me think about uh, you know the the war in Russia, and I'm bummed out. You know what I mean? Because I actually so people that have good lives and fun lives where they get to laugh a lot, they come to see comedy and they're like, my life is so like is good. I don't want to hear about this shit. I don't want to hear about you cheating on your wife. That's (laughs) I don't like. You're like that's depressing. You're like this is toxic. And you know what I mean? But then people who we're just cheated on. Love it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's like everyone's laughing for different reasons That's all the time. That's what times. I mean. Yeah. It's all at different times. It's hot
4: potato. It's like you're getting someone at each beat in each moment is hitting something different in someone. It's
3: like 12 step meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you hear someone say something or if someone's sharing like their story and they're like uh, and you're like, oh, so this does not apply to me at all. Ah. Like, why did I even come to this meeting? And then you're like, wait a second. Other people are benefiting from this. Last meeting, it was like, banger, banger. Got it. Same thing. My story, my story. You know, people share. Yeah. And I start tuning out when it doesn't apply to me. Right. But I think
4: that, too, what I've learned is it things used to not apply to me when I first started going to meetings. And I'd be like, I can't identify with that. I wasn't yeah, like yeah. a prostitute selling my children. And then
3: now I'll
2: sit Worse, there-
4: I
3: was sleeping with the guy without charging.
2: Right, exactly. I, was, I, was I didn't
4: bored. have the
3: self-respect to yeah. charge him.
4: But now someone shares that and my head is bobbing the full time. I'm like, me too, me uh-huh. too. And then I'm like, Wait a minute. It. All yeah, of it. It's <laughs> like,
3: all Or of by it. the way, you are going there. Like I also go to meetings a lot now to be of service. Like yeah. a very famous- person that uh, I saw in like the, the private, I started going go to like the private meetings for a while because it's like there are some, you know, things you cannot share. You cannot go to a public meeting and go, hey, um, my boss just sexually assaulted me and I don't know what to do. Everyone's going to know who my boss is. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, a, so we do sometimes private meetings to talk about like money stuff and like, just gross, icky, you know, fame-related stuff. Um, uh, am I being overly hypervigilant? I just got five death threats from someone, you know, and I'm whatever. But also just so you guys know, death threats, don't panic. Uh, Gavin de Becker always says the person that's gonna kill you is not gonna give you a heads up. Feel better? Um
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. When
3: someone because when someone says I'm gonna kill you, I'm like, great. I felt like yeah. never felt safer. Right. Um, and so uh I go to meetings just because this famous person told me, I was like, um, I had my phone sold at a meeting once. Like, you know, not everyone in meetings are healed. That's the other thing. It's it took my sponsor to sure. remind me because I'd be like, this person at the meeting was like eating a salad and da 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 And then afterwards asked me to help him with a script or whatever just to get Whitney. Not all people in those They're sick. They're That's bullying right. a sick person, you know? And then when someone is, you know, being mean to you or uh, annoying at a meeting or whatever, and then he said this and then he followed me to my car and then he wanted me to sponsor his dog, like, And she'll just go, it sounds like he's in a lot of pain. And you're like, I am bullying someone in pain. Got it. (laughs) Um, And it's like, why aren't you as healed as me? That's what we're doing when we get mad at people that can't do what we can do. Right. You know? Yeah. And we're the bullies, period. Yeah. And like, uh, uh, sorry. So, oh, so I go to meetings because there's this famous guy who said, I go to meetings, uh, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, because I'm famous. And all the people that are new, they're going, I don't need to be here. I don't have time. I don't have time to be here. That's the number one way that we keep ourselves sick. I don't have time to heal. I'm too busy to heal, even though healing is is what... It, that's what's going to free up all your time. Of course. You're going to have... Uh, Shit tons of time. You're going to have three more hours in your day if you heal your wound because you're not going to be wasting it, you know, uh, basically you know, um, apologizing. <laughs> you'll, sa- you'll save an hour a day of just apologizing for things that you didn't do wrong. Uh, or obsessing. Or not apologizing for the things <laughs> you should be apologizing right. for. Obsessing, buying gifts from people, responding to text messages that don't warrant a response, writing emails that I don't, we do no emails longer than two sentences, redrafting emails to try to control other people's perception of us, mothering, martyring, micromanaging, perfectionism, like re- like reorganizing or Uh, uh, making your bookshelf rainbow ombre, like whatever fucking thing. Um, and so I go so that the people go, well, she's here. What's my
4: excuse? Yeah. Well, my sponsor says something I love too. She's like, there's only two times to go to a meeting. When you need a meeting and the meeting meet you. Yeah, that's right.
3: So also when someone is uh, sharing uh, bravely, because it's like, again, it's like, we go to these meetings to release shame. It's a shame release party. That's all it is because mm-hmm. we care. We're only as sick as the secrets we keep. So we go to these meetings to go, hi, I'm Whitney. Today, I posted an Instagram trying to get my ex-boyfriend to call me. <laughs> I posted a bikini photo in my stories, hoping my ex would see it and get jealous, and apologize. And everyone's like, been there. Or if you haven't been there, it's like, we don't hate you. You're not. We're not going to say, ooh, get out of here, leave. Right. You're able to say the most disgusting things about yourself to someone, and they'll laugh, they'll say, me too, or they'll just be like, they clap. That's why they yeah. clap at the end. Yeah. Because you shared, you know, you said, today I wanted to cheat on my husband, and I almost did, and I still might. We go, Yay. Rock, rock star, dude. Now I feel inspired. To, oh my God. Now I'm, let's play it. Like it's the most fun game ever. Yeah. It you know? really is the
4: most. I've been telling Rachel for years. I'm like, I want her to go. To, to, to an
3: al Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a, you know, I, I think there's a way to do it that is, you know, I think a lot of people see it as this like, like I'm a, I failed at life. Now I have to be punished by going to these meetings. Like it's like, and I think that it's just about making it sexy or something. Like, I think that's why I like to talk about it. It's like truly the greatest people on the planet. The people that's, it's like school, it's reparenting. That's all that's it is. That's what it is. It's school for life. It's just free life school. It's like camp, people going around doing a mental trust fall. Or just going like, hey, I don't know how to solve this problem. Does anyone here? Like, does anyone have experience with uh, being pregnant and going through a divorce? Right. Because I I don't, I don't, I need some wisdom and experience around that. Yeah. Or, like, I can't stop trying to get my brother sober. I don't know what to do. And then a lot of them realize, wait, I'm the one that needs to get sober. Fuck, I'm projecting. You know, my new thing is everything I'm mad at people about is a projection. I'm doing. Mm. Why not? It's a tough pill to swallow. I didn't close the door behind me the other day. Oh. 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 (laughs) Oh. busted. Busted. (laughs) That's the new thing. It's like, I point one finger at you, I point three at myself, Right? you know? So, like, that's also, I think, like, 2023 radical self-awareness. Like, like, all y'all try to cancel comedians and come after actors and come after whoever the fuck. Like, we see you, dude, when you're like, that's racist. We're like, yeah, why did you just admit that you're racist? That was weird. You know what (laughs) I mean? Uh, Even the Balenciaga campaign, dude, like, that is... I didn't see, I didn't think of sex when I saw that. I,
0: I know I didn't. I yeah.
3: saw, I could look at a child on a couch next to a bear and handcuffs and not think of sex. Right. You did that. I think Balenciaga did that on purpose. Because oh, I, yeah? I think that a lot of
0: like, well, when it came out, I think I showed it to you guys and I was like, I don't, because I, it wasn't my first reaction. There was a
3: photo, there was a, a Supreme Court, a picture of a Supreme Court uh, uh, child pornography suit saying this is illegal. I think what happened, my guess, uh, look, I'm a comedian, we make like ridiculous theories and then we say something that's not true and then defend it until it's true. But, um, uh, you know, they're pretty genius for a lot of reasons. And I think that a lot, you know, remember when Dooney and Burke paid Snooki to stop wear, uh, carrying her bags? Oh, my God. Oh I my didn't know God. that happened. No, I didn't. Your brand no, that, is the most that's... valuable thing on the planet, you know? So it's like probably a bunch of like pedophiles and sex traffickers and weirdos and Epstein's friends were wearing Balenciaga. And they're like, we don't, we need to maybe make sure certain people aren't wearing our brand and let's do this ad campaign, you know? Or it just, I think it like revealed people that kind of sexualize kids. Right. I'm like, why did you see sex there? Right. Yeah.
4: I didn't see it until after you explained it to me though. So I don't know what I would have saw. Like,
3: I get it. I mean, to me, I I get it once it was explained to me. I don't think any children should model. Right. that's kind of I was a child like model like, yeah, I, don't, I think the, the biggest problem is it. like ch- no children should model for anything like Anne Geddes, why were you putting kids in boots why were you putting kids <laughs> in, in flowers fl- I, like yeah like there's a lot of things I just uh, like it is weird to me it's like child labor is illegal it's, it's interesting like when we allow it it's like pageants and acting we're like but that's fine they can't work in factories but they can wear makeup and bikinis and television shows <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> you know what I mean so there's like lots of you know so I think that like I think it's just time to start throwing out uh, uh, just the exact opposite of what the narrative is saying on Twitter, and just going, or or you you just saw sex, right? You did that. Like I've made this joke about this, and you saw racism, right? Okay, ready word association. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ready. Yeah, is it just Rachel? or You're gonna do too. Rachel, just Rachel. Okay, child, love, to take care. Nurture, lead pencil. Tazardous, sad, good, plum, juicy, to marry, Blech. house, <laughs> house,
0: house, home, deer, headlights, glass, full,
3: to chlor- Ooh. I don't
0: know, that's not my natural go to. <laughs> I think it is. I, think I it guess
3: is. it is. It is. It is. Exactly. She's that's lying. actually the. Natural it is. Go I too. think you're not lying. I don't think you're lying. I think that's a maybe self-limiting belief. That's right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or, sure. Because you know yes. what? I think that we oh, self-deprecate. Um, I've learned to self-deprecate so that I don't um make people feel bad about themselves or something. But yeah. it makes me feel bad about myself, and I don't think we're surrounded by people anymore that want us to be small and unhappy. That's right. Yeah, you downplay to make other people feel comfortable. I do comfortable. it so that people like. Pff, I can't tell twice. I've it's the it's the piece of shit in the center of the universe thing of the insecure narcissist of like I'm gonna be like yeah just because I'm this mess and da 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 like I'm like why do I do that and I'm like because I, I don't want that person to feel bad or be jealous of me. It's yep. Like don't worry, they're not. <laughs> like, why am I making myself? No one wants us to be small. No one healthy wants us to be small. That's this right. is why it's so great to work with horses because horses want you to be regal. But I yeah. do that too, where I'm like, you know, because the glass is half empty. That's my thing. And then I'm like, wait a second, I'm actually really hopeful. I'm actually when a you really, look at it, you're like that's I'm like not- a radically hopeful uh-huh. person. I I am doing stand-up comedy at a time when people are trying to kill us. Yeah. Like I, that's like what's more hopeful than that <laughs> yeah. than what yeah. we're all doing. Yeah. We still live in California. There's no water. I know. (laughs) But literally the state is half empty. (laughs) And we're still here. You know? So I think that's like a story we might have about ourselves or but I do think you're maybe more optimistic than you might. I think she's very
4: naturally optimistic and maybe sometimes downplace. Yeah. At
3: least
0: your gov reaction. Yeah. If you don't but if you think about
3: something, see that's me too. I'm like, yes, I, I want to do this thing. But if I really spend too much time, i go, it was a bad idea.
0: Yeah, well, it's the same thing as like when you're talking to people and then you take it take it with you and you're like, wait, what did I say? What did I do? It's all the second guessing of what you actually And that's mean. what I, oh, and I never ans- uh, uh, stuck the landing on that, which
3: I did go on Prozac for that to close the loop. And then I just was talking to my uh, psychiatrist and I was like, or why don't I just not talk to people? Why don't I just talk to cooler people? Yeah. Because it's like the people that I did that perseverating with were just why don't I just talk to people that I like that I don't have that uh, emotional hangover with or that aftermath with so it's not about taking a drug to <laughs> be able to be able to, to be c- able to tolerate people just yeah. avoid them yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean yeah. But I also think maybe I feel I I, I relate to if, if this is I relate to having my ass kicked for thinking the glass was half full do you know what I mean? I've gotten hurt a lot mm-hmm. by being like, this person is like this, but it's oh, only yeah. because they were breastfed. And like, because okay. I make excuses for people. I will like, you know, so I think that it probably helps us protect our heart to have glass half empty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though it's our default to have right. it full, but that's hurt us before. Yeah. I think you that's know? totally accurate. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is like totally nice because it just gets your like subconscious. I love right. it. Instead of yeah. our Yeah, You know,
0: yeah. for sure. Um, uh Fur. Oh. Well here, you take a few.
3: Oh. Do you wanna go? Um, uh she went fur. In my closet right now. Yeah. Many of them. <laughs> no, no, no. On wear <laughs> Fur. Not on my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, n- not <laughs> since the laser. Uh do you wanna do some? Sure. Flower. Garden. To beat. Oh, I got that wrong. Box. Um
4: men. <laughs> sorry like bo- I thought boxing oh, like men oh I, I like, thought like yeah. men
0: put you in a box
4: and I was like oh, that's oh, Jesus deep. no I was no, like-, like coffin <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> box oh like boxing yeah that's where my brain went she's like yeah like you're trying to go down not, the road okay. of-. you think men like pugnacious you think men physical fighting I guess yeah I just thought box like men
4: that's just what happened
3: we're just talking. Or do you think it's that's what We're just you We're define just a man as? Because I do believe the man in my life should be able to defend me physically. I believe that too. I'm into that.
0: Yeah, I'm not that. Well, I'm always at that. like, I need him to be able to like swing an axe. You know, like the, that's always been like in my yeah. mind. Uh-huh. And maybe that has to do with protection.
3: Yeah, most men that swing axes is, is to kill their wives.
0: But yes, <laughs> you want to make sure they like, get like, it on no the first axes. try. Yeah, like no. don't. We're this. talking like a clean shop. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: yeah like going through the trauma. Yeah, Ted Bundy couldn't do it. It like he Ted Bundy could not fucking swing an axe. He could not. They they crawled away for days. That's days. He could not kill these bitches. No. Like he was too weak to Oof. even stick the landing. Um, Ted Bundy, totally other. Th- but that's that's yeah, kind of interesting. We could go there mm-hmm. for a while. Do you think men are like? Uh, uh, I I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know. You'll know what that means. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, so. seventy four. Uh, wild. Olivia.
0: Ooh, oh, okay, that's
3: interesting people tell you you
4: look like her right they do and we have the same name but people I, don't didn't have even, sex. I
0: didn't even go to her I just went like oh yeah you are wild. I'm like oh you're wild but I oh, I, did I met Ooh. Olivia Wilde yeah no but then yeah. I, and second later I was like oh duh I like that though <laughs> I like that one <laughs> I like that
3: better too but also uh, when I first met you I did think oh wow her eyes are exactly like Olivia Wilde oh like interesting her. and then can I tell you something else yeah. have people told you that people used to say that a lot. Yeah. And also just so you know, um when I got my sex robot made, I went to the factory and yeah. to see and the most popular eyes requested for sex dolls are Olivia Wilde's and yeah. wow. Ours.
0: wow. Apparently your eyes are a lot oh. over a lot of people's uh, sex robots.
3: Most popular uh eyebrow? Yeah. This guy <gasps> you guys hey what just so you know that people do actually ask for one for of your, your features so i was like oh my god what
4: was it is this is my you smile you do have
3: great eyebrows thank you so much i just didn't i shaved them when i was younger oh and, yeah and yeah. I, I just like them bushy i think uh what's your name um, Shield. Brooke Shields. Remember, Yeah, i love big eyebrows me too um okay uh family <laughs> <Ten>. <laughs> 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 but why can't it be family right I went to your little intermediate. Oh, my little
4: precious family. See, that's not what I think. But interesting, isn't it? Like, literally, you say family, and I just, like, kind of laugh.
3: Mm -hmm. Because Um, a lot of times we say my family. I think this is a fly. I think we kind of need to, like, redo a lot of, like, language stuff. Like, update words. Not, like, you can't say this because this. Like, yep, master bedroom. I'm sure it should go. But, like, there's also also a lot of evidence that that was from uh, fucking boats and masked, like half oh. It Just don't sound like, whatever. Like, that can change, like, whatever. But, like, you know, yeah, went from secretary to assistant. I actually think assistant's weird now because assistants aren't assisting you in things you can do yourself. Yeah, if you look at a lot they're of doing labeling you can't of words, do. It's, it, it can be, yeah. So, like, stuff like that. But where am I? Mm-hmm. Oh, family. We go, my family. But you have two. You have your family, and then yeah. you have the right. family you made and the family right. you came from. I feel like they should be, they're obviously all one, but there's... But they're separate. But yeah, but you different. can be disappointed by your family, but the family you chose. And then there's chosen family.
2: Yeah. When I hear right? family, I
3: think of my girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I associate so the people that raised me, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't fuck with those people. Like, they're not family. Right. <laughs> those were, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, enemies at best. Okay. So <laughs> uh, to wash, clean. Mm. Oh, because by the way, a really powerful exercise we do actually in ACA was uh, when you talk about your parents, you don't refer to them as mom and dad. You refer to them as their names Ugh. so because the word mom and dad, you start going. But she also, you know, when you just go, uh, Leslie did this and they're this the and that. If you yeah. say mom did it, you're like, well, she did it for a good reason. If you say Leslie did it, you're like, Leslie left her kid at school for two days? But if it's my mom it's did, mom. all of a sudden, it's like, well, she was, bi- you know, she forgot, poor thing. Yeah. Um, it helps us look at their behavior objectively without being codependent. Sorry. Um, Cow. Milk. Friend. Rachel. Luck. Oh, uh, Vegas.
2: Ooh, <laughs>
3: lie. <laughs> Truth. Deportment. Um, unfortunate. Narrow <laughs> minded. Brother. Jail. Stop. <laughs> real <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think we talked about my brother on the podcast, and now people are requesting that my father's on the show. But he's dead. Oh. They're like, they <laughs> should have <laughs> Olivia's dad on the show.
3: Ready? <laughs> yeah to kiss. Um no thanks. <laughs> bride. Nope. No, hold up, bride. I, I, oh, grand Wizard.
0: Pure uh, blood. Move door.
3: Close it after you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> to choose not Texas. <sighs> hey, is for horses. Contented. Um wine. <laughs> ridicule
3: reddit to sleep uh ambient
0: month uh september nice tits (laughs) woman
3: uh i don't see gender
0: (laughs) (laughs) ma'am ma'am yes (laughs) to abuse
3: power Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do one more exercise. Okay. And then I'm going to because these are, I think, then since you guys love red flags. Love. Oh, this can, is, we, yeah. But once you meet someone that has um, sort of activated the negative qualities of a primary caretaker, and we call them Christmas trees. Once you've met someone that is, you know, because, uh, by the way, biggest red flag, charisma. Oh, Char. What? Oh. Usually equates it to. gets you. Funny. Love Uh, it. Too funny. So charisma charm. Usually people got that because they were abused and you did it because I have to charm my parents to get to that. I got to get my mom to stop yelling. I got to get my dad to stop hitting me. Charisma charm. Yeah, that's a that's a a rush one. And I had that rough. (laughs) Yeah. But what I think um, something that really helped me was uh, nice, uh, kind, available men were very boring to me. Boring, just, of course. oh God, you like are here and you like show up when you say you're gonna show up and you like text me and like,
2: Ugh. Like you're
3: just like bored out of my mind because it's not giving me the adrenaline because yes. adrenaline turns into dopamine. Yeah, so it's drug. This in- is making
0: so much sense, like the whole thing. The internal drug cabinet. So
3: it's like, yeah. you, you could be doing drugs, even though you're not doing, you know, the c- cocaine or whatever the fuck. It's like the internal drug cabinet. You can get dopamine. DMT, our brains make DMT. Yeah. Like, you know, when we get hurt or when we're dying, whatever. So it's like you human beings be- can be giving us adrenaline and then we get dopamine. And then the oxytocin is just like, that is the most addictive shit ever. So if you're like kissing someone, making out with someone, fucking someone, uh, having orgasms with someone before you really know them, Red flags do not matter. Nope, it's game over. You're hooked. You can't. You're yeah. You know you it. shouldn't, but there's uh-huh. your brain is overriding and your frontal lobe shuts down because you're in active addiction, basically. You know to that chemical. Like it's just like it's too addictive. Um. Uh. But this is a great way. These the the car. This is the Carl Young. I don't want you get a million oh, questions. Oh, yeah. It's Carl Young word association. I got to be honest with you. One of my favorite things to do is to write your own. Like, on a day, would be like, just write your own words. These are all Carl Young's, like, right. you know. So that's from a bit yeah. This is like, yeah. head, green, water, to sing, dead, long, ship, to play, window. You can do your own. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can do, det- and that's like a fun thing to play with someone, because the words they pick are already interesting,
2: mm-hmm. and then
3: they do theirs to you, and you do theirs to that. You should
0: be like, before we cut, yeah, I want you to write a list, and I'm gonna write a list of words, and then that. And then on your list, <laughs> put yeah.
3: things you want to know they're subconscious about, Like how big? And I've said this a million times, and I'll say it a million
4: times because I think it's the most interesting thing in life, that from zero to seven, you're under a state of hypnosis. Rational thinking does not come in till seven years old. So from zero to seven, you're under a state of hypnosis, right? 90% of your adult life is lived from your subconscious that's built from zero to seven when you're under hypnosis. And then we're just fucking <laughs> with people being like, hey, you're you're just dancing with their
3: subconscious. Mm-hmm. Period. We're all doing what we're programmed to do unless we actively have deprogrammed.
4: Actively. And it takes a lot of effort to yeah.
3: actively deprogram. And then as soon as you um, start being conscious at seven, uh, uh, doctors give you drugs. <laughs> like yeah. Ritalin uh. and Adderall. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have a chance in hell. And then yeah. you're drinking poisoned water and inhaling smog and chemicals um but uh so but this is something that really helped me uh protect myself from a lot of dangerous uh, uh possible relationships that would have um aged me and sucked a lot of my life because ultimately it's like just about um you know when I'm engaging with someone I'm like is this person worth you know let's say 2 years of me losing my ability to have biological children is this person worth me not seeing you know my new friends uh my old friends da 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 like you really have to go like Like, I look at it as a business deal because the person that you are with is a business decision. It's a big base. It's a huge business business decision. Is this worth losing the $10,000 I'm going to lose because I'm not going to work overtime because I'm not going to do this because I'm going to be sprinting to this person's house? Like, is is this somebody that, you know, I can introduce to this person, this person? Like, I don't even fucking go past date one unless I can see all that stuff anymore. You know, because it's just our new Jewish probably knows. And then you do, but these are like, I'm not trying to be sneaky, but it's a playful way for you guys to get to know each other and yourself. So it's like, so if I wanna, if we're on a date and I go, like, okay, I'm gonna write my stuff. This is Rachel Bilson. Um, you know, I know that she has a kid, I know that she's famous, and um this for time her And um there's a couple things I wanna know that we've like rude to ask. Mm. Like, I like I'm sure I'm sure she has money. I don't know what a relationship it, I have less of it than her. I probably and then she has a kid, I don't you know, so then you wanna go like Blue, wolf, um, can, spray, money, right. blah, blah, blah. Just pepper it in. You know? And then you're going to go, blah, blah, blah. And then it's going to go money. And you're go like, to Or you're going to go, like, ah, like something. I'm going to go, there's something with money there. And then right. I can go, like, and then I have, I'm not being nosier asshole. Then I can go, like, the money thing was weird. Is there anything I should, like, I'm sorry if I pried. And then all of a sudden, you can, like, have a con. And then you can go, yeah, no, I just... I went through a thing, and it, I had to split money with my—whatever uh, it is. And then you can share it without overshare. Right. Because it's, it was an urge. This earned, is actually brilliant. It's just—I it, it, just think that it's so hard for us to get the answers we want because well, if the we, awkward, like, yeah. Asking them is number one alpha. It's unattractive. It's also no one wants to be interrogated on a first date. Yeah. But I have to interrogate you because I, can't, I don't have any more time to waste. Mm-hmm. And I need to know I can't rely on the person you're pretending to be. I have to figure out the person you are. Yeah, let me get through Because I, I don't have six months to for you to get conscious or for me to. And right. then you go, uh, uh, I didn't know that he did this and this. Well, I also didn't ask, and I also didn't because I think a lot of times we avoid asking questions we don't want to know the answer to mm-hmm. to justify staying in a relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Last one. It's the um uh uh it's my favorite game. I just need a pen and a piece of paper, or I can do it on a computer. Well, yeah, yeah, that doesn't right annoy people. And then I will leave you guys to your lives. Oh, my God. No. But I, I do think since you love red flags, this is really buff. Okay. So I talk about this in my, in my book, too. Um, I want both of you guys to tell me just your favorite animal. And don't 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 say it yet. Just think about it. By favorite animal, if it's like you have a dog, don't say dog mm-hmm. unless you really think it through. And by favorite animal, I mean the animal you admire. So for me, the first thing I was a like, horse. Obviously, I have horses. Dog. I have dogs. And then… Uh, So at first I said horse, and then I thought through it. And my final answer when I did this quiz uh, for the first time was honey badger. I'm obsessed with honey badgers. They fight lions. They're fearless. And (laughs) so that that video, honey badgers don't give a shit. Like I'm obsessed with honey badgers. Hyenas now probably would be my top Mm. because they are incredibly, um, the way that they run their herd is incredibly fair. They're very fair animals, and I really value fairness. Um, And uh, I'll shut up. But if you guys want to see your, I need to know your favorite animal and the three adjectives that
0: describe the animal. Okay, elephant. (gasps) Great. They are loving, loyal, and caring. Um, Loving and caring are kind of similar. Can we do one more?
3: Okay. I mean, they have fucking their memory.
0: I know. That's great. Their emotional.
3: Uh, maturity. <laughs> emotional maturity. And then, um, they have great memories. That's, yeah, that's like, they really, do. That's a part of emotional maturity. Right. I made the effort to remember the argument we have. So then later.
0: They do. They remember. And they remember where someone died when they crossed the same place. Like, just the, the, the complexity to the animal. And by the way, this is just what we know. Right. Right. What we can and guess we know, or yeah. gather from being on the outside. Sure. Yeah.
3: And, um, in captivity, elephants, um, kill their babies so that they don't. Have to live like that. Mm. Oh. Oof. Oof. Okay. Favorite animal? Owl? <gasps> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Wise um
4: independent and consistent. That's what came to me when I think of They're that.
3: protectors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. They protect everyone. Uh just curious. Barn Owl, White Owl, like what comes to mind? Because my favorite movie is Labyrinth and the White Owl and the labyrinth. White I, know, I was
0: talking thinking of a white. Labyrinth. Owl. It's, by the
3: way. All of the answers are in labyrinth. Hey. Watch it. Did
0: we sang the song. We did it's, the It's yeah, Bowie. You remind me You're of the, the babe. babe.
3: What babe? What babe? babe with B- the, the babe power. Babe with the power. What power, power to do? Who, Who do, do you do? do? You, you remind, remind me of the, of the babe. babe. <laughs> um, but also, I saw my babe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but the whole point yeah. of it at the end is you have no power over me. Mm-hmm. Right. When you realize all the people you've been giving your power, you gave it to them. Yeah, you, you did. gave it to them. Offered it up. No one has power over you if you didn't give it to them. Besides the government and, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Um, uh, okay, that's a that's a, a wild one. Your, okay, this is going to sound weird. Just think about it. Your favorite article of clothing. It can be your favorite pair of booty socks, uh-huh. your favorite pair of jeans. It can be uh, a wed- your wedding dress, your grandmother's mink coat. Your, you know, for me, at first I uh, wanted to say cowboy boots. Um, but then I went with hoodie because hoodies are, they're like classic, they're timeless, they're cozy, they're functional. So yeah. at first I wanted to do something really dazzly. And then I was like, mm, this is actually my favorite thing. Even because cowboy boots, I can't do it. Kind of, you know, so mm-hmm. that's what I did. But some people pick like their favorite pair of socks, their favorite jer- clippers jersey. I don't know. Yeah. Favorite article of clothing. Purple sweatpants. Oh, three adjectives to describe purple sweatpants. Love it. Do you have a brand or is it just it's, in general? No,
4: these are like my most generic, old, break them out when I'm getting my period. And when I do, my husband's always like, oh, the perps came out. <laughs> like <laughs> It's time to
3: really relax. So three uh, adjectives to describe them. Just look okay. at them. Old, uh, cozy, and... Like old? What, how old are they?
4: Probably like a good 25 years. Okay, Yeah old comfy and sentimental Uh, do you wear them in front of other people or just him i mean i would Uh uh-huh they're not like private but Uh they're like for special occasions when it's serious relaxing time i don't wear them all the time they're like my sentimental purple sweats it's a weird thing you have
3: like this magical pair of like uh your technicolor dream coat thing it's like your. it, it it fills an emotional need somehow yeah it's like a binky yeah Mm-hmm. Love it, yeah. Okay, and you're then,
4: looking at me like
0: <laughs> we all have ritual. These rituals yeah. are yeah. important. Yeah, yours. Oh, you know. Oh, I don't have them on. I love. Okay, so everything cozy. I think like the the you know the really soft like cozy socks that are like you know that yeah soft that, that like you get it Rite Aid. Yeah, yeah. What?
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't.
0: Yes, yeah, like the super. So, like they're so soft uh, that you slip and fall when you walk through your yes, home. Yes, got no, it, got yes. Got it. Got it. Got exactly. it. Super
3: cozy and dangerous. Yeah. Um. So cozy socks, the ones that are like um, they're uh, they're like nubby, but like something. Like it's ch- like not f- uh, what's it's like Skims does it? The car uh, uh yes. Teddy Teddy. Yeah, the, like teddy?
0: The, the I don't even know what the fuck to call it. Yeah. Okay. The softest thing you've ever touched, socks.
4: <laughs> That's what they're called. <laughs>
3: That's
0: um, the name of them. Uh, okay. One well, uh,
3: adjectives, softest thing. Ever touch? Okay. Uh. Uh. What else? Um. Comfort. Comfort. Safe, com- safety. But safe? not literally. <laughs> yeah. But like safe.
0: Yeah. Warm. Warm. Yeah.
3: My feet are always cold. Okay. Good. Okay. Your favorite body of water? Um. You can say everything from a glass of water to a lake. I uh spent a lot of time in West Virginia growing up. My grandfather's from there, so I said the New River. Uh. And the reason I said it is is like sometimes it's like really, really rough, and sometimes yeah. it's, like, really, really placid, and, um, I was gonna do a, like, a, a lake, but that I grew up, well, Spin Mountain Lake, but I ended up doing that one. Fair body of water. But now I'd probably say, like, my pool, or, right. like, my bathtub, but that's what I said when I first took it. Um, body water.
0: Body water. Well, I would go, like, a, like, a white water rafting river or oh. my bathtub, so it's totally opposite. Yeah, wh- white, oh, interesting. But, like, white water rafting, like, I would just love to do. Okay, and then,
3: um, so uh like the new river is an example or like a river that does that right so what are three adjectives that would describe your ideal river to raft on
0: um like you get a rush so like I don't know decent rapids. uh like like flowing oh like a turbulent
3: yeah that's a good word turbulent rough like rough like rough waters but not rough
0: but not like you're gonna die Okay. Um,
3: <laughs> ideally, um, and then, like, and then is the water cold? Is oh, it like fuck? I
0: hate being cold. It, yeah, but, like you can't really find a river that's not cold, which is the only. problem Yeah, but you wear a wet You know what I mean? Yeah, we're gonna go like crystal clear. What about like um uh uh like what's the
3: uh, uh the feeling you get when you're on? Them? <laughs> like it's thrilling, thrilling, um, a thrill. Uh, it's a thrill.
0: Thrilling, thrill, uh, uh, uh What's the, the fucking word that we keep using? Adrenaline. Adrenaline-inducing. <laughs> Adrenaline-inducing. Adrenaline
3: okay, that's good. Because you like, the a mat, like a word? Yeah.
0: Like it's, yeah.
3: But like some, but you also might want to just like take a warm bath.
0: Absolutely. Um. Okay. Total Got opposites. It?
3: Got it. What's
4: yours? Mine is hot, with sp- the hot springs.
0: Oh. Whoa. Yeah.
4: That sounds nice. Yeah, sounds. Okay, I've never so, even heard that one. Warm relaxing and nostalgic what hot springs are nostalgic because you used to go there camping yeah with my dad
3: so what is can you tell me like an adjective about it about the springs itself yeah um serene serene that's it okay perfect and then okay this is kind of like a like a just a What's the word? Um, like emotional, visceral one mm-hmm. that just like close your eyes and just like think about. Okay, so it's like let's say it's April. It's a beautiful, warm day. You open your window. A, a very warm spring breeze, uh, you know, blows over your face. What are the three things you feel? Mine, by the way, were nostalgia, uh, um. I think there was something about death. Like I thought about death and life. Like it just, there's something so like rebirth, like mm-hmm. feeling like wind of, you know, the season's changing. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. I think I said edification. Like I felt mature, like mature. Cause you know, it's like when you feel a spring breeze and then you like, oh, I felt this in high school once and was like,
0: right, and you it know, it just you g- gives
3: you a second of like peace. Mm-hmm. I felt peaceful. That's for Liz. Yeah. Okay. I
4: optimistic. Love. I'm thinking like rebirth.
3: Yep. And excited. Nice. Yeah, because I think I felt hopeful too. Yeah. There's something about a breeze. Where it's you're just like, like mm. you're like, nature's working. Something yeah. good's going to happen. This means the ble- leaves are going to go off the tree. Like wind is good. It blows the seeds. Like our primordial thing is like wind is good. But sometimes yeah. if I were to do it now, I might because of my new experience when sometimes in LA means Santa Ana and that's fires and I have fire trauma. So it's like
0: you know right. you're wind, yeah
3: breeze over your face. It's
0: like uh same thing like new mm-hmm. renewing maybe. Yeah. Childhood it makes me think of childhood. Hmm. Yeah. Just like whether it's spring or fall but that first like breeze of whichever it was like a really good time in childhood when Uh you're like, oh, this is nice to be here It's like, I don't have to wear my snowshoes any soon. Like it's like when the spring
3: comes and you just like wear different clothes. Yeah.
0: It's like being present, like kind of puts you there.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's a really good one.
0: Okay. So this is a test that was put together. It's
3: kind of like, you know, uh, men in history have (laughs) stolen all of women's ideas. So I'm sure Freud thought of it. I'm sure there were none of his mistresses contributed to it at all. Uh, I'm sure that no one else uh, had any of these ideas, but it just thought of it as a, it's a test that um, helps get into like people's subconscious. And they used to give this at rehabs to hire people to work at rehabs because you know to get into their subconscious mm. uh, because no one's going to tell you they're psychopaths, no one's going to tell you their limitations. Right. So it's a way to kind of like secretly just find out the way they see the world, you know, how to view them, etc., how they see themselves. So favorite animal is how you view yourself. Uh-huh. Mm. That's what they say. So, and take it or leave it. It's just mm-hmm. um, Rachel's favorite animal is an elephant. Loving, loyal, emotional, and good at remembering.
2: No. Oh, I, have, I have the worst <laughs> memory
0: ever. Do you? <laughs> I in do. Well, ever. in certain things. But photographic but you, yeah. memory, like directions, like elephants, I'm excellent. So I'm going to take that.
3: Because it's also we go, like, we sometimes have stories about ourselves, but then it's sort of like, I don't know.
0: Oh, there's like short-term, me- there's certain memory areas. You, area have it, you that remember
3: things worth remembering and forget things worth forgetting? I'll remember
0: anything like bad that a boyfriend did. Have no problem with yes, that. because
3: that's your um, brain protecting yourself in the future and going, don't make that mistake right. again.
0: But yes. also
3: EMDR can help you. I
0: want to get in. that. Get that out of yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: eye movement, reprogramming, desensitization for any traumas. It's like really worth it, you know? Yeah. But also, um, and also just like when you get your heart, my friend, best friend from college, Nikki, said this when I was going through a bad breakup and I just could not get up. Like I couldn't get Mm -hmm. up because it was just like negative qualities. I was just like, it was my like love addiction bottom. I couldn't fucking get up. And um, she said, she said, okay, uh, if your heart gets broken, just make sure it breaks open. Oh, I love that. And it like changed everything. It was just like, make sure it doesn't break closed. You know, I love that. Because now you're closer to being able to love, uh, pick the right person and don't close it up. You know, don't close the door. I'm all over the place. Um, uh, but that's interesting. I don't think you, I don't know. I don't know you that well, but There's I think are certain that we, areas where I think we over pathologize ourselves and I think our bodies know what we should and shouldn't remember. Our brains yeah. know for the most part. You think? Like it's we'll like, see. like they always say, with, <laughs> they always say like, um, people always say to me, they're like, uh, how do you remember all those jokes? I'm like, because if they're funny, you'll remember them. Mm-hmm. Right. If I have to yeah. write it down and it's just not funny. Right you now. except so for me, I am I stopped pathologizing myself that I like I have a bad memory. I'm sorry I didn't remember your name. I don't. Why would I remember your name? I have no bandwidth. We met one time. Right. My brain is like, we don't have any more space for that. You know? Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, I think. Yeah, I think that like th- it'd be a fun exercise to just like ask you things that you remember and don't remember and just see if the things what you it? don't remember are important.
0: Right. Yeah. I wouldn't say that they are important the ones I don't know that's probably a good thing if you
3: remembered everything you would never leave your house right <laughs> yeah owl this is great Wise, independent consistent
4: why is independent I don't know how independent I am but maybe I'm doing that thing yeah you don't see yourself as independent I feel like I'm very interdependent that's healthy like, I feel like yeah. I, I have, like, really strong But I think only independent people can be interdependent. Maybe. Because dependent yeah.
3: people would be codependent. Correct.
4: Right? I, don't, I no longer feel codependent. I
3: used to be in the Cause past. Because interdependent implies you're two different people. Correct. Right? Because yeah. it's like when you're codependent, you don't know where they end and you begin.
4: Yeah. yeah. So you're independently so, so two people. Independently. So that's independent. Yeah, yeah, independent yeah, yeah. doesn't
3: mean alone all the time. Right. It just means you don't uh, get your internal needs met by external things. Yeah, then I'm independent. Yeah. Yeah right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. That's cool. Learned something
4: new. That was
3: cool. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it just takes a really dumb person to point something out to a really (laughs) smart person. (laughs) Um, Clothing. Okay. This this is your favorite article of clothing is how other people see you. Okay. Okay. Oh. oh. old? I put old.
2: <laughs> well <laughs> you're like, tr-
3: what do you mean by old? That's yeah. why I said youth see twenty-five is old. Let's hold on. Like so that is <laughs> that I have circled <laughs> okay. um to to talk about. But uh uh so uh Rachel, uh cozy socks. Um safe, <laughs> warm, soft to the touch. <laughs> Well, like we said, no <laughs> hair. We're good. <laughs> I think people would agree. Um, uh, don't know what to call it. That's not really a s- safe, warm, and softest thing you've ever touched.
0: <laughs> people like, I just thought of oh, Rachel. She's the softest so thing I've
3: so ever touched. <laughs> Stop.
0: Saw that first. That-
3: amazing. Oh, my God. Which I don't, like, I that's probably good. Like, for me, uh, mine was hoodie. It was like a classic timeless and gender neutral or oh. something, <laughs> like gender neutral. <laughs> and it was sort of like, and then I was like, wait a second, why is that a good, why do I want people to see me like that? Because, like, as a comedian, I always neutered myself because I didn't want to be too fat. And so then I was like, wait a second, that is how I want people to see me. And maybe I should change that. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. able to go, like, people think of you as soft, and soft. Do you want them to think of you as soft? Or could you come off a little harder so that people don't fuck with you? Right. You
0: know what I mean? Because I'm
3: very, very soft, which means I know I have to have some armor. Mm -hmm.
2: And Mm -hmm. then I have
3: to, like, I can't soften myself even more for people because then they'll walk all over me. Right. So I sometimes have to be harder than I normally would be just so people don't think of me as soft. I can relate to that. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Uh, The purple sweatpants, this one might, I don't know, cozy, (laughs) comfy, like a binky. Which I would agree with that. You come <laughs> up like very cozy to be around. You're very comfy to be. You're very easy to be around. But I don't think you're old. Right. I don't think anyone else thinks you're old. But no. I do think you think 25 is old. Right.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Basically dead. Because you are like they're old, and I was like, how old? You're like 25 years old. It was like I yeah. just mean for sweatpants. For pants. It's old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for pants. Yeah. it's yeah. like the gum fact and that rip. you've kept them. I have. You know, yeah. is I've is kept pretty, them. Uh, wise and consistent yeah <laughs> you know? there we go um uh favorite body of water this is how you view sex oh oh <laughs> oh <laughs> you want it to be thrilling adrenaline inducing like white water turbulent <laughs> rough but not gonna kill you <laughs> 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 but every now and then i kind of want it to be like a warm calm bath
2: <laughs> so fucking accurate <laughs> 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 I remember, oh well, it's like
3: say to a guy, like I just want you to like break me to the break of death and back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, but then other you. times, I just want you to like cradle yeah. me while playing exactly. Star. Yeah. Right it's, it's up That's... to you to know when. Right. Um, okay. Uh, oh. Hot spring, sex, warm, relaxing, serene. I l- I'm gonna leave out the like camping <laughs> like... with dad part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave that part out. Please, and do. then the um, some people in the test do if you're in a white room, like a, box, a ten feet by ten foot white room. Like, what do you feel? Like, that's one iteration of this, but I prefer the window one. Um, how you view death? So, oh. Rachel, renewing present childhood, which yeah, I I think I didn't ask the I should have said uh, describe it, and you said childhood. So um, maybe that's sentimental. Yeah, renewing present sentimental. And then yours, optimistic rebirth, excited. Some, like <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> mine, but I think I don't look at death as I'm not scared of it
2: because Me just, it
3: also just doesn't help. No, I'm not scared. Again, I would I'm be. I would be scared of it if it helped. I'm right. scared of other people dying, but, but also not, being not um, you. being scared of death is uh, causes stress, and that yeah. is what kills them. Yeah, right? I'm not I'm not into it. Yeah, I'm not into that either. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's also gonna happen. Just right. don't think of it. But yeah, you, know you just don't but think about a great, it. There's a um, uh, book called The Worm at the Core by Ernest Becker. It's about terror management theory. Terror management theory really helped me like crack a couple things that like program and, you know, EMDR and everything couldn't help me with, which is like humans were the only species of animal that knows we're going to die. Right. We like, yeah, like you can say squirrels, they bury their nuts. And no, they don't. They know the winter is coming and that they need to bury their nuts. I mean, the, al- the wolves, you can argue that they do because they start training the, uh, the neck the alpha starts training the beta like, very early in life. So they know they're going to get killed at some point or get weaker, but it's, like, humans, like, we know we're going to die at, like, 10. Right. And then we have to, like, think about it for 70 years. So it's part of, like, why we, you know, get so obsessed with, like, um, trophies and imprinting things, winning awards, being put, like, it's, like, about uh, making your, uh, leaving an indelible mark for posterity and being, uh, what is it, Uh, not eternal, but, yeah. um, Like, like having a legacy permanents i don't know yeah. read the book
2: <laughs> yeah. read the book you guys i'm not
3: at a point where i can uh, uh cogently explain terror management theory but i think it's really like when people you know self-flagellate over like i have an anxiety disorder we're all animals that every day we cheat death right mm. Okay. And I also think highly anxious people are usually the fittest. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the most anxious. The most anxious people are the ones that stayed alive. What's that? What's that? D- don't eat that beer. Don't do this. Don't do that. And now we're just like, I'm anxious. Like, Of course you're anxious. We're out of war. So Yeah, yeah we're so, trying to
4: stay alive. Yeah. Here. So yeah.
3: I do sometimes for anxiety, do Uh Beta blockers are a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about those? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Because they're not a drug. They're not a benzodiazepine. They're, they're not, not. Um, uh, uh, SSRIs. All they do is stop adrenaline.
0: She's always telling me to try and have their they're, they're a
3: miracle. You I know, like only a, do also just knowing you have them is half the battle, right? You know, placebo yeah. effect Just mentally.
0: Effective. What's the same thing? It's is, really yes. just
3: if you get nervous from people that and you don't have to take them all the time. Have if if you give no, four, if you have like a big thing, if you, you got to do speeches or... a year for your company or have to give a, a pitch to your look at me trying to pretend I know about how real jobs work. I'm like, <laughs> so you have to pitch You have to, you have a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, <it's like laughs> when you're trying to pick the background from working from home, like I have no, clue. but yes, your PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> what are you giving your PowerPoint presentation? So it's like I do them for uh, like if I have like a big audition that I feel like I should have got the offer and I'm nervous because I'm losing a job that you guys should be so lucky to have me. Right. Um, or whatever. Or I'm you know, a curveball of ran into my ex at this yeah. thing. And now all of a sudden I have adrenaline and I just got it because I got it because I was getting uh, uh, migraines from adrenaline, cortisol, uh, lactic acid imbalances. So I just yeah. had it more to combat migraines Yeah, well, as well. It's just like a great tool to have. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, in yeah. your back pocket. Yeah. But it doesn't make you tired. I, like I like the only the drugs, I guess is what I'm going to say, are, <laughs> are, are ones that uh, don't add, they subtract. I mean, right. So so many drugs go, it's gonna do this and it's gonna make you sleep and add this and this. I don't want that. I just want one that's gonna remove adrenaline and not add serotonin. Right. That's right. gonna start messing with my ability to produce my own serotonin. Right. right. And you your know? own thoughts and all that fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the side effects are I by the way, I used to do um focus groups, uh, like for drugs. Like when I moved here and I was broke and I would do focus groups for um, like if you have no money and you see an ad that's like depressed, wanna make fifty dollars to be in a depression study, you're like, Yeah. I'm very depressed. I would love to. Um, you know, so I would go do these uh focus groups and I would see how it was all done. That's another conversation for another day. But just know that a lot of the side effects, like some of them are real, a lot of them are placebo. Right. Uh, you know, on both sides. I used to lie.
2: I lied. <laughs> I lied,
3: so they keep asking me back. That's what we did. Wanted <laughs> that big. Yes. We all did. We all did, dude. It was like, but yeah, I this is you used making, your brain. <laughs> I just feel bloated. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, you need to come back tomorrow. And I'm like, okay and okay. now okay. I'm starting to have a headache you guys oh god this I don't know you might want to get on that and they're like okay we need to talk to you more like you're you're having side effects and and it was like, acting I really, class I really am um, uh, can I get that 50 dollars? okay so also I am um, my foot hurts is
2: that <laughs> no, like you know what I mean and like that's
3: and then if you talk a lot in focus groups they call you back to another one right you right. know and right. then you start seeing the same people at the same focus groups there was like eight of us it's so, like fight club like, like <laughs> hundreds, you know, we're like the seven dwarves It's like sleepy, dopey. Like, because all the side effects are like, I'm sleepy, I'm dope, you know. And then it's just kind of funny because then I see this stuff on, you know, side effects on things. And I'm like, nah, dude, dude, I Jocelyn's always sleepy, dude. Like she was sleepy. <laughs> she, she at, every, sleepy. She's always sleepy. I've seen her outside the study. Like he's not like, <laughs> she always, she's always fucking anxious, man. Like Jim is always anxious. Like, so it's just like abuse. a funny thing to just like think like, it's not about what's true. It's about what's true for you. Right, right. And I think that's my biggest thing now is going like no doctor knows more about me than me. And it's my responsibility to like be my own scientist of my own body.
2: That's yeah. right. And yeah. something
3: that's a miracle for someone just might not work for me.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah.
3: That's like I just got it. Like we have to be reliable narrators and like take notes and ask questions before I go to doctors. Now I have a fucking list of questions and they're not even until you. my
0: questions are answered. It's so you know? smart. Like just ab- like advocate for yourself. Yeah. 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 You yeah, know, because I'll rely on like everybody else's information. I'll be like, OK, well, that's going to, you know, yeah, oh, that works for you. Then, yeah, I'll then it's it. going to yeah, be the same for me. And like, yeah. And now <laughs> yeah. I'm how did that like Grace. I didn't
3: you know what I mean I didn't just and also looking at your ancestry where you're from what your body was designed to digest like just getting like super simple like mm-hmm. yeah, of stuff like that you know like standing in the dirt looking at like Native American medicine like I'm collecting all these Native American like medicine books and just like awesome you know just trying to go like the people that uh, figured shit out before Epstein was funding science studies I kind of want to know what they, yeah, they were we're came up do. what they were yeah, doing because yeah, yeah. they survived barefoot uh, in the woods. Right. <laughs> right. And we can't survive with clothes in houses that yeah, are heated. So right. right I feel like they knew some <laughs> shit that we didn't. Yeah. Okay. Because we're falling off cliffs taking selfies. Oh, my God. Oh, and they Stop climbed it. up cliffs barefoot. I, so mean, I mean, feel, the, like...
0: feel like the answers are probably... <laughs> feel
3: like <laughs> the medicine started making us sicker. Right. Like 200 years ago. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, we could just go on and on for days. And I... When you were at my house, I feel like I held you captive for like I four hours. Listen, I would have been a willing prisoner for ever like it was just you're I such a loved. gift y'all doing this podcast like oh such a gift to people you are i really do just love you so much and look Ditto. up to you and you're so fucking awesome Rap. favorite
4: animal and three adjectives to describe
2: it <laughs>
1: favorite animal and three adjectives to describe it um can go fox, I <laughs> can go sly, cunning, and quick.
4: Sly, did you say cunning or funny? And,
0: um, cunning. I need, I need to write it down. Here, I got it. Okay. Sly, fox, sly, cunning, and quick?
2: hmm
0: Okay. Okay. And then, what was the next one? I don't know. I was very impressed that you remembered any of it. I know the.
4: I know it's that one, and then one more, and then your favorite body of water, and three. Ac- I can never say the word adjectives.
0: Wasn't it like the window breeze thing? Was it part of this? Oh, one? that was the
4: last one. What was the second one though? All right, body of water. Your favorite body of water, and three adjectives describe it.
1: My favorite body of water, <laughs> like a. Can I say like a bathtub?
4: Yeah, yep. anything.
1: Um, I will say a hot tub then. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say hot, steamy, and bubbly.
0: And what? Bubbly? Bubbly. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Or foamy. You want to go foamy?
4: <laughs> sure. Let's go foamy. <laughs> foamy. Okay. Okay. So... Now, you're going to close your eyes and you're going to imagine that you're at a window on a spring day. You open the window and you feel a nice gust of wind. What are the three things that come to mind?
1: Calm. Mm-hmm. Let's say calm. You
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I was just thinking of all adjectives for calm, <laughs> peaceful and arrested
4: Nice. Okay. okay. So we're missing one. You don't remember what
0: it was, Rachel? It's the one where. Me? <laughs> what? Like, do you I remember something? Remembers anything? Sorry, it's one where what? Maybe it'll trigger my memory. What? One is how
4: you perceive yourself, and the other one is how people perceive you. Oh no! You.
0: No, your favorite clothing or something. Remember oh, you did? Oh, okay. Uh,
4: your favorite clothing and three adjectives to describe it.
1: Like my favorite piece of
4: clothing. Yep, it could be absolutely anything.
1: I, all right, I've got uh, like short sleeve button down. Okay. That I like. Okay. Um, it's like tidy and clean.
4: Tidy, tidy, clean.
1: Um. I guess cool. Okay.
4: (laughs) All right. So here it is. Do you have it, Rachel? Do you know what it is? I
0: don't know what's what. So
4: you have to do it. So the first one is how you see yourself. And that is sly, cunning, and quick. That's how you see yourself. Is that accurate?
1: I suppose.
4: And then the clothing. Was how people see you tidy, clean, and cool. (laughs) And you know what? That's true. I do see you as very tidy, clean, and cool, Rachel. Yep, agreed. Okay. The body of water is your relationship to sex. It's how you are with sex. You foamy, (laughs) my dear, are hot, steamy, and foamy.
1: Nailed it!
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> slam dunk. And then the fourth one is um, the window. One is your relationship to death.
0: Calm,
1: relaxed, peaceful,
0: peaceful and,
2: yep. and calm,
4: relaxed and peaceful is your relationship with death.
0: Wow, are you sure those were all the right ones to the right thing? <laughs> oh, that's.
1: I mean, that <laughs> sounds that sounds right.
0: Yeah, it sounds I mean, right. I, think I'm imp-
4: I was so impressed with you right there. These are the kind of things that'll stick with me, and I'll use them over and over. This I will do at yeah, a party.
1: She's going to go home and masturbate to these questions. Uh,
0: I'm going to go to like- Really <laughs> good games to play. I'm going to use the, the word association on a first date. Beware.
1: <laughs> All you single men out there, watch out.
0: Beware. Yeah. I love Whitney so much. And so Whitney told her Etsy, she bought this crib off Etsy that is not usable. Like, a baby cannot be in this crib. Mm-hmm. um, So, it brought us to the topic of Etsy and buying things on there.
4: Well, also, before, I don't even think we talked about this on the podcast, but when Whitney first got here, we were talking about accidentally buying many things on Etsy. Like, you think you're buying something big, and then it shows up, and it's really little.
1: That happens to you a lot?
4: Well... It it happens. I mean, it's happened to me. And Jeff bought an urn for his mother, who passed away recently, and it showed up. And it was like the size of a tic tac. It was a tiny. <laughs> and he got it engraved.
1: How much did he pay for it? Was it like six
4: dollars? I don't know. He must have been like, "This is a banging deal." But he got it engraved that said, "Like to the, I love you to the moon and back," and all the sweet, sentimental things. And it then was, it got there, and it was like it was the size a of a thumbtack. Urn.
1: Uh, I, I buy things on Etsy often enough, but I'd always check the size of things.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we sure don't think of that around here. (laughs) No, we got a full dollhouse worth of stuff.
1: There's been times where I've wanted to buy something and then I saw how small it was and I'd say, oh, fuck that. It's not worth it. That happens often.
4: How does that happen to you, Rachel, where you see something that's really small and you say, oh, fuck that. It's not worth it. (laughs) What?
0: All right, guys, time to go. Love you. Thanks for listening. Love you. Check your sizes on Etsy.